Hey gang, Hydroberg here, Cut Above Horror Review. Tonight it's just the three of us as we travel into the City of the Living Dead from 1980 by Lucio Fulci. It's an Italian-themed episode of A Cut Above, guaranteed to satisfy that appetite. We need directions to Dunwich, starting now. Yes, yes, I know it. Odd that you're looking for Dunwich. Yes, matter of fact, uh... Yes, that's the town where Father Thomas... Terrible. Oh, terrible. You know that Dunwich was built on the ruins of the original Salem. The village of witches and heresy and evil. Yes, but uh, can you tell us how to get there? It's not easy. You'll have to go back towards the highway. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be discussing City of the Living Dead from 1980, also known as Gates of Hell. <laughs> and let's introduce everybody else on the show. First up, it's our buddy John. What's going on, John? Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Deadbird. I mean, Hydroberg. <laughs> um, if I'm a little, if I seem a little slow today, it's because I came home with a hundred point four fever. So I'm battling through this, but I wanted to be a part of the podcast because Hydroberg actually sent us the text, and I didn't realize it. This is our first Italian movie. We're Italian. That's how you do it. Italian. Right? Italian. <laughs> yes. That's how we say it. Lucio Fulci, man. Um, yeah. yeah, I got some thoughts about this movie, but I'm doing okay. I, I'm battling through it, and uh, we're going to have a wonderful podcast. Well, I'm really glad that you are you know, sticking with us. That just shows your dedication. So I, for one, am thankful, even though I don't want you to like, you know, make yourself worse by not getting rest. But I am glad you're here, glad you're soldiering through, as I'm sure. Yeah, our... ibuprofen is a miracle drug. That and some tea and some water and uh i'm gonna be good to go that's dedication folks that's yes. dedication and next up we got hydroberg aka dead berg what's going ciao. on hydroberg? Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> ciao 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 bella. ciao ciao bella <laughs> you're so multicultural right now well it's an italian <laughs> film and i'm an italian man so that's true that's true yeah. wait are you italian or sicilian i thought you said you were well sicilian. i'm a little bit of both and oh, okay. a little mm. dash of Irish too. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the Irish. I am too. more Sicilian, so that I did not know. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a melange. Almost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was too perfect. <laughs> Jack, you, you, you throw nice him, he, he throw him a softball. <laughs> he's going to knock it out of the park. That's good. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that was very good. Well, I, you know, it makes me all the more surprised that we haven't covered any Italian horror until now. You've been falling down on your Italian duties. Yeah, Heidelberg. I have actually. <laughs> and to be honest, uh, Italian horror is something that I'm sort of like getting into. Oh, I see. Uh, throughout the years, as as we've been like, uh, you know, doing live watches with Joe Bob and stuff like that. There's been a lot of sure. times where some of the Italian horrors come on there. And so I've, it's definitely come on my radar and I've grown a taste for some of it. So, yeah. Can I be honest? Like earlier today, earlier. Uh, uh, earlier today, I was like, we did an Italian film, Suspiria, and I went, oh fuck no, we talked about uh, the, the freaking remake. remake. So yeah. never mind. So My yeah, bad. this is our first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad to be. Loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back with you, fellas. You're always a major bright spot of my week. So, um, yeah, 
Glad to be Definitely. here. I always look forward to it. Yeah. But Jacqueline, you didn't wear the proper uniform. I'm sorry. I, know. I truly am. I truly am. I'm sorry. So Hyderberg being the kind and thoughtful soul that he is, and I say that with complete sincerity and no like, you know, joking whatsoever. He gifted John and me and himself with an amazing, beautiful t-shirt with the cut above logo on it and it really is outstanding and i in my thoughtlessness neglected to put it on for the show tonight but the other two are wearing theirs so i feel Man. um like quite the asshole honestly <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay you lost, there was no like lost. message that went out or anything i just <laughs> i saw mine and i was like oh john's probably gonna wear his i'm like i'm gonna throw mine on too like well, the bit the bitch of it is like several days ago i had mentally planned to wear i was like oh well, i'm oh, obviously gonna wear it. this for the podcast and that i just you know the time leading up to recording is a little uh hectic for me and i just it slipped my mind and i apologize but that does not uh reduce my gratitude at all for this Absolutely. very thoughtful gift that you sent us and i appreciate it very much yeah, no problem and it makes me it's like a christmas more. gift it just yeah. it came a little later so yeah, I I appreciate it so much, Heisberg. But um, I did leave a cryptic message, and I I have to put this out in the open. I left a cryptic message on Facebook Live when I was talking about what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, don't, nobody get their hopes up. However, maybe I don't that know. means my hopes are immediately up. What if they can <laughs> get their hands I on that kind of I just maybe I'm just soon. saying. Who knows? I might know a guy. Mm. You know, being might an know. Italian. You are yeah. the guy. I know a Heidelberg. guy. You are the guy. No. I'm You're the, the guy man. behind the guy. You're the one who knocks. I'm the guy behind the guy. <laughs> That's a swinger reference right there. Oh, okay. Did he say wiener to you? Oh, my God. Wiener. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's always going to be funny. Yeah, we're that's, off the rails. That's always going to be funny. Anyway, hi, John. Do you have news? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I'm, I'm not very familiar with Sydney Sweeney. Hmm. Uh, she's been in quite a few things, but there was this really, really interesting uh, trailer that came out this past week. Um, it's called Immaculate. Uh, the movie's actually coming out April 25th of this year. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, 25th March, of this oh, year. The trailer April. said March 22nd. Huh. Uh, the article said, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe they need to do some more refilms or whatever. But mm, um, mm, you guys you guys watched sign. it. What about mm -hmm. Jacqueline? What'd you think of it? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, last week we were talking about trailers that give away too much and how frustrating that is. Mm -hmm. uh, this trailer looks looks interesting, and I, I, I am cautiously hopeful that it did not give away too much mm -hmm. because I can't quite tell what's going on here. Like, there are some hints. Um, clearly, it's a play on the Immaculate Conception, you know, uh, story of, in, in Christian mythology. Um uh where sydney sweeney's playing a nun and there's you know it, there's kind of a flavor to the trailer that reminds me a little bit of the trailer from a cure for wellness i feel like i mentioned that yeah. movie a lot okay <laughs> did you kind of feel a i little could see of that, that. yeah now that you mention it i could see there's that. like Go some on. weird imagery but like uh you know quick successions of shots mm -hmm. with some strange imagery but also like rhythmic movement it reminds me of the the brief flash of like people dancing and synchronized swimming and in, in cure for wellness. Yeah, and yeah. There were some echoes <clears throat> of that, you know, not a hundred percent, but a little bit of that flavor, you know. Um, 
some other interesting imagery that didn't have that flavor too. Like there was some like kind of stark black and red um, color contrast. There were a couple quick shots with like a kind of intense red lighting that had a very different look to it. Um, very much like a red, white, and black color palette, which I find interesting and sort of appealing. So um, again, I don't know really what the story is other than that there's there's a nun and she seems to have become pregnant somehow and then weird stuff happens. That's, that's mm. all I could really pull from it. But the imagery is, I, I have to say, a little bit intriguing. So color me, you know, partially intrigued. Mm -hmm. What about you, Hydraberg? Uh, yeah, I, I am intrigued. I, I think, like you said, it seems a little familiar, but when they're not giving us enough, so it's like, well, maybe there's something different here. So maybe, maybe something entertaining it, it like, um, I like its vibe. I like the way it looks. And like you said, like the way it's shot, it, that's just a trailer. That doesn't necessarily mean the movie is going to be that way, but hopefully, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I like the themes at play and I kind of like movies that take place in those. There's a the saturation of like religious or possession films or whatever devil films. But when done right, I like them regardless if there's a lot of them, you know. So if this is like a, you know, a diamond in the rough kind, I'm I'm here for it. I ain't got no hate on uh, Sweeney either. Um, I've seen her in uh, I what's that HBO show about the resort? Euphoria. Oh, no. White Lotus. White yeah, Lotus. I saw her in that the first season. She was good in that. I mean, she's not yeah. like she wasn't like a likable character that much, really. But like she oh. played the role really well. Yeah, but um, you know, she's attractive, so I um, definitely she's watch gorgeous. her for about two hours. <laughs> she's but, gorgeous. Uh, I think this looks like a role where maybe she's kicking it up a notch as far as being an actress too. So I but, think so too. I was yeah. like, this is different from what we've seen her in. Uh -huh. So I don't know, like hmm. yeah. yeah, I I've seen her in the White Lotus as well. I have not seen her in Euphoria, so I don't yeah, know. But, John, what are your thoughts? How did you react to it? I like the idea that we've got some mystery be behind Sydney Sweeney's character because there was a line in there where she says, well, God has forgiven me, but I don't know why. So she's got like a deeper story and they didn't give any any of that away. You know, they just showed these, these jump scares. Um, I am a total sucker for setting up a shot and something so horrific happens. And that's when the nun falls off the top of the building or the cathedral. You know, to me, that was amazing. However, they kind of fucked it up because it was like they, you know, the camera went to her. You know, it was just like, you know, what's a good example of of something happening in the background? You don't know, really know what it is. And I almost, I almost want to say the original Omen. I was going to say that one. You know, like the, the mm -hmm. housekeeper or, or Damien's caretaker, yeah. you know, and then she all of a sudden, it, yeah, it pans up to her and it's like, Damien, this is for you. And you know, I, I, I'm just a huge sucker for that. This almost seems to me, and maybe I'm a little more excited about this than you guys, but it almost seems to me that that it's this is going to be a fucked up movie. I mean, it's a, I it just so. seems like it's yeah. got this tone of like, like this is going to be this is going to be heartbreaking. This is going to be like, ugh, you know. I'll take regardless. it. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I, I enjoy like intensity. You know, I don't. I don't want hollywood to do what they normally do and they give more away about the movie you know mm -hmm. with a trailer yeah, yeah. two or trailer three mm -hmm. you know this this movie's coming out in what just just over two months over two months yeah because yeah. we're coming towards the end you think of uh, so you think russell crowe is going to show up to, like, <laughs> exercise the demon bad italian accent yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> well it seems like we kind of we kind of are digging this yeah like you know 
I don't know if it's good. It's not like the most intriguing trailer good. I've seen, but it looks like it could be decent. Yeah. So, you know, I'm no, I don't like to slam doors, you know, before I've given things a chance. But I also try not to get too excited about things just in case. Plus, plus we got great news that they're stopping with this exorcist bullshit that they're continuing on with the yeah. trilogy. And to be honest, they, they, I think them shutting down Scream 2 is sort of like a good thing. It's like, I don't know, maybe it'll force a couple studios to like put out something. I don't know, pick up an old script like, oh, hey, you got that old story that we didn't greenlight? Maybe we'll do that thing or something. I don't know, you know? Yeah, let, let somebody try yes, something new. Yes, 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 yes. Agreed, 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 agreed. Maybe this will start a little bit of a trend. Maybe this will kind of wake up these studios yeah. that like... You know, these things are only going to make money for so long and then it's time to let it go. Like, this is not this is not what everybody wants. You know, I know these films make money, but like, damn, I mean, I think the the returns are diminishing and um, I think it's time to know when to say when. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100 percent. I I mean, to me, this is this has got like a different feel to it than, you know, anything that you're used to seeing, you know, it doesn't have the tropes. It does have the tropes, but it doesn't have that, you know, I can predict what's going on here, or at least that's what I got from the trailer, that that mm. there's something else going on here that, that we could find out when we go watch it at the theater or, or watch it on demand, whatever. Yeah. So, well, that was good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, had us watch that. That was good homework. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. Hollywood, um, not out of ideas yet. <laughs> there was a movie called Pussy Island. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> just the, you said that so nonchalantly. <laughs> okay, it, it are you going to tell it, us more or what? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for you to stop laughing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Pussy Island. Um, <laughs> they've actually renamed it called Blink Twice. Uh, mm -hmm. nothing, uh, there's nothing with the script. There's no, no kind of like, like they're not giving us anything. It's called Blink Twice now. Uh, August release, August 23rd stars Zoe Kravitz. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, Chan Channing Tatum. Eh. Whoa. Christian, Sl Christian Slater. Oh, Gina Davis. Oh, whoa. And more. Mm. And so this is a horror film. Yes. Okay. The Pussy Island kind of threw me off. It didn't sound all that horror. -y. I believe it's pronounced Pussy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Dude, way to bring it way back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Hyderberg. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not cultured in that way. I can't, you know, my, my accent's not very good. So, Pussy Island. Oh. But no, it's <laughs> called uh, Blink Twice. Okay. <laughs> that was a good joke. Y'all are cracking me up today. <laughs> Hey, everybody, have you heard the word? Joe Bob is back in town, and he's coming for season six. Woohoo! He just had a birthday, driving. by the way. Happy birthday, Joe Bob. Aw, uh, Joe Bob. Happy birthday. We'll totally hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Joe Bob. Yeah. Where's happy our birthday. cameo, bitch? He said um, our name in a cameo to uh, Straight Chillin', remember? That's true. He did. We sent one. Oh, yeah. Oh, With right. uh, Ghoulish Media. I mean, uh, Ghoulish Anniversary. I'm sorry. That is true. Joe Bob, I took back everything I just said. I apologize. Yep, he'll totally um, hear. He'll totally hear this. Yeah, he will. Uh, it's coming out March. Looks like it's March. However, Joe Bob is doing another Valentine Valentine's Day special on February 9th on Shutter and AMC. So, cool. a definite must watch. Yeah, there will most likely be a straight chilling live watch with that one. So. <laughs> I would imagine. I would that's imagine true. so. Those are always fun. 
I'll never forget the Valentine's Day double feature he did a few years ago. I want to say it was like 2021 maybe, but um, it was with <clears throat> it was a double feature of Tammy and the T-Rex yeah, and the Love Witch. One. Dude, I you do know, remember You know me that. so well, Hydra. They, like, they showed the uncut version of Tammy and the T-Rex and then the yeah. Love Witch. I watched that movie. I was like, this is so beautifully shot, but what the fuck am Gorgeous. I watching? Like an homage to like an older 60s. It style, totally right? looked like a hammer, a 60s horror movie. It was fabulous. yeah, it really did. Um, not not my favorite in terms of story, but god damn it, that movie looked beautiful. It and then gorgeous. Tammy and the T-Rex, that like became an instant favorite movie. For, I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, also, I never told you guys about this, but I will say, um, when I went to Bob's Halloween party um just mm. this past year, there was a couple there who were dressed. As Tammy and say they have those blow up suits for dinosaurs, but it was the the wife who was the the T Rex and the husband was Tammy and it was oh that's beautiful that is beautiful I love that brilliant yeah I Tammy and the T Rex is your quintessential cult movie you know I mean the movie didn't do shit it got it got shit on like. You wouldn't believe, but people love that fucking movie, man. What Philistine would I had shit on Tammy it. and the T-Rex? I take umbrage. What Philistine would would shit on, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie? Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll grudgingly accept that. <laughs> I got to start looking at the timestamp when he says it. Like, uh, there's got to be a threshold we have to get past. <laughs> I, I work with twenty the, minutes. Gotta get past the fucking news. <laughs> like, let's drop it in the in the discussion. Yeah, real quick, guys. <laughs> I I actually had I, I work with a guy. He's been listening to the podcast a lot, and he goes, "Oh, that's nice, dude. dude are you serious? You guys are getting Rob Zombie on as a special oh guest." God. I was like, "Oh, come on, you, if dude, you gotta, only, dude. You got to go back. I mean, this has been a joke since day. You got to explain it to him. You got to explain it to him. I did. I did. I yeah. explained it to him. Um." I mean, listen, fellas, never say never. Like, let's not, you know. Hey, who knows? Got to dream tweet. big, right? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it his birthday last week? He's like 55 mm-hmm. eight, or 58. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I think he looks he good for his age. Yeah, he looks he good. Was. Yeah, and he's adding tour dates, actually. See, we now we're organically talking about Rob Zombie. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's adding tour dates, so I got to look it up and see if he's coming anywhere close by. Y'all should... is, he going out, is he going out with Alice Cooper again? uh i i hope so i don't know i know he said freaks on parade so that used to be him with marilyn manson but um that guy that guy needs so that guy got canceled yeah that guy got canceled he should absolutely and i and i say that as a previous marilyn manson fan who i it was like it pains me like it doesn't hurt to you know to like say you're canceling somebody that you never listened to or whatever because it doesn't cost you anything but like when you're an actual Mm -hmm. fan like that hurts but that's you know sometimes you gotta do it um so I don't know. I'll look that up and tell you guys later. Okay, cool. All oh, right, yeah, I'm it, done is with Alice Cooper. it is Alice oh, Cooper. Oh yeah, I love Alice Cooper, man. He's still rocking. He is still rocking, and that guy's in the free be world seventies, right? Mm-hmm. He keeps on rocking in the free world. Wrong band. Hydroberg, he's going to Syracuse in September. I'm I don't just know how rocking. Far that is. Syracuse is really far from here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like six hours. <laughs> oh shit. What about Holmdel, New Jersey? What about Camden, New Jersey? <laughs> How about Washington about State it? dates? Come on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, he, this is great um, podcasting, by the way. I know. I'm sorry, uh-huh. but I had to look. Uh, no, just no, not not Washington State. I don't Rob see Zombie. Anything there. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
I mean, Hyderberg, we got to give him his love. He, he just celebrated a birthday. The guy's a, a great musician, not a great director. Um, that's why he's too. I mean, I don't know. Can you hear my eye roll right now? I, I dude, I heard it splash. Oh, sh- <laughs> I, my criticism with him is it's not always his directing anyway. So it's the writing. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think we've established this yeah, pretty well already, right now. So. All right. Uh, should we argument? move on? Guys. It's Jacqueline's pick. It's the end of the okay. month. Holy <laughs> crap. January went by so fast. I know what happened. I know. Yeah. We're into the second month of uh, 2024 already. Anyway. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys ready to, yeah. You guys ready to talk about City of the Living Dead? Yeah. yeah. Can you answer real quick before you tell us why you picked it? Yes. This is 1980, correct? Because I've seen something that it came out in the United States in 1983, but this That's was true. filmed in yeah, 1980. Yeah, released in Italy. Yeah. Is it was filmed and released in Italy in 1980. Got it. Okay. So, quick, produ- quick production. Yeah. Oh, Jacqueline. Oh, yes. Why did you pick Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead? Well, I'll probably give away a little bit of my, um, you know, rating and review by answering that question, but <clears throat> let me back up a little. So, Last year when we were celebrating our two-year anniversary and our 100-episode, you know, occasion, um, we had that kind of bonus episode where we were just kind of like reflecting on the show and some of our past favorite episodes and stuff, but also thinking ahead to the future. And one of the questions I asked you guys was, what would you like to, what would you like to see us do with the show in the next year? And one of the answers I had for that question was, you know, I have some, there's some gaps in like subgenres and, and things that we need to fill, like things, things that we haven't covered yet and that we really should get to. And so one of those things was more Asian horror. I don't think we had had any Asian horror films, which is like a crime after two years of podcasting. Um, And another weak spot or gap was Italian horror. And I was like, when I think about it, I cannot believe we have not covered an Italian horror film. That's also a crime. Mamma mia. (laughs) So we tend to, you know, I don't know if people know this, but we tend to plan out our schedule like several months in advance. So like Mm -hmm. we pretty much know what we're doing all throughout the summer, up, up through the summer. So that's kind of kind of wild. So but it means that like when you when you decide you want to pick something, you got to wait for about six months for it to actually show up on the schedule, you know, so like you, I can pick something now, but the schedule is full for the next six months. So it means it's not going to we're not going to do it until like September, you know. Mm-hmm. And so at the time that I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, well, I need to immediately start filling in some of those upcoming, you know, slots on the on the upcoming schedule with some of these things that we haven't covered so that's why a few weeks ago i picked the whaling and then this week i was like okay it's time to do something italian and um honestly i just i really wanted to do city of the living dead again i'm going to give something away here but it's my favorite fulci film i can see why i just really want to talk about this movie so that's why it's here Wonderful. So you get to uh, kick us off here. So Jacqueline, does City of the Living Dead from 1980 fuck or suck? So this movie is a fuck that is not for everyone. Okay. It's it's really not. And I I, I recognize that. But, you know, that's kind of like if you, you know, some people like you know, a, a paid encounter with a dominatrix who's gonna call you pathetic and make you lick her boot. And so, you know, maybe that's that's this movie for some people, okay? Um, some people aren't gonna like that. Some people, that's not for everybody. Some people, you know, want to keep it a little safer, a little more uh, conventional, shall we say, with some more conventional types of activities. So 
I'll say that. It's a fuck, but it's not for everybody. But it sure as hell fucks for me. What do you think, John? Wow. I mean, I've seen a couple of Fulci's movies. Um, the Beyond, Zombie 2, I guess it's called, or Zombie. It, both. It is called both. Okay. <laughs> it's called Zombie um, and Zombie 2. Yep. That's I, I found those more entertaining, more, uh, uh, there's more to grasp on to. Um, however, I think Fulci is very, very important to the horror movie community. You know, I mean, again, I, I like the way. Italian directors kind of take the idea of a of an American director and just kind of push, you know, put their own twist on it, which is fantastic. So um, I for his creativeness and and visually well done. However, I'm, this is the most flaccid of fucks, you know, we'll get more into it, but I, I'm going to say it, it's so flaccid that it's like could suck, but you kind of like it. <laughs> Okay. All right. I I complete. I I'm coming into tonight understanding that that can be the case, and so I was like emotionally prepared for varying opinions. And I truly I get it. It's not it's not everybody's cup of tea. So right. But that sounds that sounds fair. Hydraberg, does it fuck or does it suck? Um. Yeah. I think this is an odd fuck. Um. It's something is off with it, but it pulls you in by the back of your hair, and it <laughs> stares at you, and then drills you. <laughs> the spicy meatball of a fuck <laughs> with monkey sounds. That was great, and it made me oh, hungry. That made me horny and sounds. hungry. We, I got, I got thoughts on monkey sounds. It's in my notes. Okay. Thank you, thank you. I'm not the only one. Oh God. Yeah, we need right. to talk yeah. about that. All right, we, yeah, yeah, I, we, we will. That is why we. Ha- that's literally why, why we, we have, have a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. A quick, quick question for you guys. Yes. Was this your first time watching it, or had you seen it before? I thought I had seen it before. So this okay. is my uh, first time. Yeah, okay. I, I I think maybe on Cinemax or HBO back in the day, I think it was on, you know, okay. late night, I'd get up and watch horror movies. I can't honestly say that I remember it completely, but there were scenes that were very familiar yeah, to me. Right. <clears throat> Some of them have been shown too in like documentaries and stuff as well. Right. Yes. Right. Like in so, Darkness and stuff. So. so when it came out on cable, you know, 1986 i was 10 years old so it was like yeah i mean i think i've seen it in passing but just not watching the whole thing being 10 years old i don't really recall every single horror movie i i've seen but when i did watch it this past watching this no it's like this film but there's definitely some like everybody crazy shit happening everybody has that best friend or that good friend where you go have Mm -hmm. a sleepover at their house They've got cable like you wouldn't believe. They got they the got box. Every... They got the hot box. Dude, with the all box. dude absolutely. Box. Yeah. Dude, you'd go in there and it's just like after everybody went to bed, I was like the sneaky little shit and watch I wanted to go one. watch these things. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't have that actually. I mean, I did watch the Spice Channel between the lines, but if you guys Obviously. remember that? Well, I mean, I said, oh, I yeah. yeah. I think everybody isn't, should. Isn't it funny that that's such You're a right universal experience, like having that friend who had the better, you know, yeah. cable and oh, stuff yeah. than you did? Like, or for just me, the parents that, was, that just didn't, weren't hawking them about care. what he did with, you know, what he watched. So, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That is, yeah. that is absolutely for sure. Yeah. But, but again, yes, I, I think I have. I couldn't honestly tell you, Jacqueline, if I've seen the whole thing through, but some of the parts looked really familiar to me. Okay. For me, it's nice. This film actually rounds out the uh, trilogy. Now I've seen all three of them, so because I've seen House by the Cemetery Mm -hmm. or uh, and uh, I've seen um, Mm -hmm. The Beyond. Yep. For Straight Chillin covered it like a year ago, whatever. I watched it then. Yeah. And I've seen a couple other Fulci films. I've seen Zombie. Oh God! It's pronounced Zombie. Zombie. (laughs) That sounds like Sorbet. (laughs) By the Cranberry. 
Well, Jacqueline, if you don't pick that, I am picking that movie, dude. Huh? Go ahead. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I'm going to see what, like what's open and we're definitely doing that one. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Cool with me. Uh, well, John, you want to drop the spoiler warning so we can uh, do it? Absolutely. Since we established what the exact year was, we're going to be talking about <laughs> City of the Living Dead from 1980 from legendary director Lucio Fulci in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it and come b- back to find out what we thought about it. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, Hyderberg. I cannot wait to hear this Jacqueline, I'm fine with you. I'm ready for this one. Like, <laughs> what is gonna happen? Because that's this movie is like very much what is gonna happen. So all right, ready? I'm gonna do it in Italian. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna mute myself so I don't laugh too much. When the zombie hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a zombie. <laughs> no, that was good. Hyderberg's got the jokes tonight. Yeah. You ready? Ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, being that this movie is all over the place, it was like a little, little tough to like nail down a, a reach around. I kind of just let it go, like let it flow, you know. <clears throat> In the small town built upon Old Salem, a vision from a distant seer reads tombstone verbatim, a message about the dead and the day that they will come. From a church was hung, a priest so the gate to hell was flung. Wide open now the dead they are among, the living as they feast upon the flesh. As our characters remain calm and try to do their best, the dead come back to life as if they were possessed. Worms, maggots, and hair pulling too, as brains leak out the back in a ooze of goo. Bob's brain drilled into revenge food stew. Road trip with Peter and Mary because her visions are scary. The whole family slaughtered by a ghoulish Emily. The noose priest now our enemy. A death stare from the father will turn you inside out as an intense score plays throughout. Scares and gore to make you scream and shout. As groups come together to put an end to this terror, the connection to the priest and the gate they must sever, or be bound by this hell and stuck here forever. Mary dreamt this all up in her head, to Dunwich they went because a tombstone was red, but life ended there in the city of the living dead. So nice. good. So good. I love that. I, I think you did Jacqueline, a very good I, job, especially considering how like sort of loose the plot is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and Jacqueline, and watching this again, you know, I know that, that it's near and dear to your heart, and you enjoy this movie. But did you not get the vibe that this movie was fucking choppy as shit? I mean, oh, yeah, it was just it like is. like these these jump cuts were terrible. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, and it's just like it was hard for me to follow again. You know, like I said, I, there were certain scenes that I remember. <laughs> And it wasn't specifically, you know, about the plot or anything like that. But I, I vividly remember every kill looking the exact same, you know, grabbing the back of the head and brain matter we coming all over the hands. And the hands that they use for some of these shots. There's some there's some great gore in here. I mean, I, I'll give it that. Gore. But but I mean, it's just like watching it. I'm like, where the fuck are we? Who am I supposed to? Am I following Jerry? Am I following Pete? Who, who am I following I don't know. here? Um. I don't yes. know. I do know that Italian horror yes. is an acquired taste, and I am acquiring <laughs> that taste. And some of these things that are seen as flaws in other films that I even harp on in other films, for some reason, in certain Italian horror films, they I don't know, they make the film part of what it is. Yeah, so Hyderberg, that's that's a note that I made and something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I won't go into too, too much detail here. I'll save it for later. But essentially echoing what you said, like... There are things about this film and other Italian horror films that uh, are like bad. objectively not good filmmaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can I can see that it's like objectively not good film- filmmaking. Yeah. And like for somebody who doesn't already enjoy 
Italian horror, like those things, I can see that they would be further irritating, right? But if you happen to have already acquired the taste and you find these movies charming and interesting and exciting and and like fucking badass like I do, Mm -hmm. then those things somehow just kind of magically switch to being like, um, I won't say like strengths, but like they 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 add charm. Charm. They add charm to to these movies if you happen to already like them, if you have that tolerance and that taste for this sort of thing. It's a very specific flavor. And so, you know, if 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 you if that flavor makes you gag, then there's no there's no talking you into liking this. You know what I mean? And there's Mm -hmm. no talking you in and there's no explaining how the flaws are charming to somebody who just doesn't like it. And like, I get that. And so that's why I said, this is just not for everybody. And I'm right. okay with that, you know? Okay, l- let me but ask all, you But also, I don't want people shitting on me that I do like it. No, reckon, no, no, You know what I mean? Nor, nor would I. I mean, but to me- And I'm me, not saying you guys would, but some people are mean about it. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Deodato Ruggiero. It, yep. He's Italian, right? This is yep. an Italian film, Cannibal Holocaust, yep. right? Yep. Yep. yep, yep, It took me until recently to be able to get through that movie entirely. The one thing that he did is there was continuity throughout the movie as, as stupid and as gross as, as like, you know, just like, like just made you feel like, Oh, this is fucking, why am I watching this? You know, it's like a snuff film, you know, I, and that maybe that's his idea, but there was continuity throughout that movie. Mm -hmm. This one didn't have it. I mean, it was just like, it's this, no, it's this. And (laughs) yeah. And this, it is is all over the place. I think the main thing that's all over the place is the, like the city of the dead. The mechanics yeah. built around that, you know what I mean? And like the Enoch and uh, those things, the seer and, you know, the visions that they had. And I don't know, there's a, there's so many like there's also a lot of like the, the film tries to like shock you in ways. So we get moments where, you know, the woman who had the trance with Mary, she oh, she's dead now. She's scared to death. Oh, God. But then later on, she's back. Right. Yeah. And, and then we get a whole scene of her being buried alive, which was cool. Right. You know, it's a cool scene. It's just sort of all over the place, though. But and then there was no back to beer yeah. guy, you know, beer yeah, dude. There, and maybe there Dr. was a beard. little continuity. You know, it's the city of the living dead. But, yeah. you know, isn't all this supposed to go down on um, All Saints Day? You yeah. know, it's everything's supposed to, like, happen at yep. once. And it's not However, all being happening in the same place, right? Even though no, it's Dunwich, not. Dunwich is the main place they keep talking about. We're seeing some of the stuff happening there, but. Well, somebody was in New York, and yeah, then... uh, Peter, Peter, the reporter was, was in New York. Mary was in New York. Yeah, but Seance Jerry was, was out there, right? Jerry lived out there. The, the no, Jerry's in Dunwich. No, Jerry's Jerry's in the beer. Yeah, guy. that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. So, the like, I think that the you know the 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 plot is quite loose. I um I I acknowledge that, but to me, the way I think of it is just like. I like to just kind of focus on the kernel, like this, this, mm-hmm. the very crux of the story. And then everything beyond that, I just kind of think of as like unimportant, you know, it's just kind of yeah. almost like decoration. So that would um, be the priest, like, right? And this. So to me, the, 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 the crux of the story is we have some characters in New York. One of them is a psychic and has a vision mm-hmm. um, because she's a medium. She's able to mm-hmm. like see this. Um, and she sees this priest hang himself. That was a prophesied event. Like it she was sees foretold. The tombstone. And because this priest hanged himself in this, you know, cursed town or whatever, that allowed the gates of hell basically to open up. And mm-hmm. if the priest isn't 
destroyed by All Saints Day, which is a couple days later, then the dead will continue to rise from their graves and they will never rest in peace again. So that's that's like the kernel that I hang on to. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of and that's and then like everything else, it's like I think is honestly just sort of like a way to shoehorn in cool imagery and yeah. weird shit. So is Fulci trying to build up to this? Because I mean, again, you're absolutely right. That Colonel is the priest. This is this is the, you know, the the, the beginning of you know hell on earth. You know, he mm-hmm. opened that gate to hell. So is this priest, or maybe what Fulci was trying to say is that you know this priest gets stronger and stronger, like just the visions of him frighten people, and then all of a sudden he gets stronger, and then at it's the like end he's an he gets, avatar for whatever darkness he's. That's like what I thought too. And it gets you know, like they're the using his body, his imagery, um, even if his carcass is technically buried. Um, it's like his soul or whatever, like is haunting yeah. the town now. And it has like abilities like you can barf your brains out. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of like I feel like this is being used by Fulci as a device to just allow kind of anything to yeah. happen. Like none of it makes any sense. It's really just like an excuse for weird shit to happen. Face. At yeah. Least, you know I mean? And and so it's like, you know, the the guys talking in the bar kind of near the beginning. The the way I like the way they describe it. They're like, "Oh, things haven't been the same around here since that priest hung himself." And it's like that event in the context of the story just kind of I think gives Fulci permission to just make whatever cool effects or gory deaths or weird happenings that he wants to put on film. It's like whatever he's oh, got yeah. in his brain that he wants to see on the film that's the excuse for it like and bob, i say that in like a good bob's way character like, bob's like there's no later. reason bob is so random like who yeah. cares about bob All but right, so he allows things to have like his presence allows certain things to happen that look cool and make this a horror film i have a theory about bob when i first hear emily talk about bob and she's like oh bob i don't know why everybody hates him you know like everybody's always hating on him and about his mom and his upbringing i'm like that's fucking bob from house by the cemetery the one the little kid that yeah, everybody little, hates that his really name annoying bob. little kid everybody I hates that kid that and these kid. movies were made around the same exact like two year span this and the other two yeah house by the cemetery house came the cemetery. out the next year though yeah. and bob was and like then, a little kid yeah and then the beyond i don't know i'm just oh. saying like i wonder if maybe he, he got some feedback on house by the cemetery and he wrote it into this one he's like fuck them this one came i don't first. know why people hate on bob well yeah. this one came first I, yeah they're made so quickly though i wasn't sure if maybe like yeah. who what order they were made i don't know i kind of think that fulci just thinks bob is like the most quintessential american name <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> it's funny because as soon as i heard that name i was like and i know that i was like man are they alluding to the bob from house by the cemetery because i know yeah. everybody hates that little kid yeah no offense well, so, bob from straight chili no no we love that oh, bob God. but we hate we hate bob from the house by the cemetery but so <laughs> the, the a little piece of trivia is that the bob in this movie was originally supposed to have a hunchback what and the, it just kind of like didn't happen and the actor was kind of like no i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna like kind of lurch around and that's what happens yeah <laughs> well, i i, I so like he was his supposed character. to be like more of an outcast like yeah a like pariah. a pariah yeah, just kind of, you know, he's, a, he's daddy. <laughs> a rebel. <laughs> rebel daddy. Yeah. R.I.P. Pee Herman. Um, no, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was made of vagrant, which I, I enjoyed more. Um, I don't know. I mean, his character, his introduction, he's like fondling this blow up doll. He has this like whole procedure <laughs> where he pulls it out of a hiding place and he, and <laughs> dude. 
It's like the second scene in the movie. You're like, like yeah, I know it is. Oh my god. Guy. Yeah. I'm like, this is Bob. And then he looks over. You just hear this. This there's disgusting sound effects in this movie throughout. And you hear this one noise. It's just like it's like weird. Ah, oh, it's just gross. That was actually noise, perfect. Like bugs. Yeah, that was actually. And perfect. he he turns over, and I, I'm guessing that's supposed to be like a child dead or just I a doll. So. I thought it was supposed to be like a dead body. Yeah, like a yeah. Kid. I think it was like a dead child. Yeah, and it was like these worms crawling all over. It's gross looking. I mean, at the end of the day, it looks more like just worms and bubble gum, like smeared on a doll or something. But yeah, it for works sure. for the scene. It's still disturbingly gross, mixed with yeah, I, sound effects. Like I said, the, the practical effects in this are gory as yeah. shit. And the look on you his know, face, like <laughs> you know. But going back to it, it's just like this thing jumps around so much; it was really hard to follow. However, can I bring something that it has continuity throughout this movie? Is all this fucking fog? Yeah, well, yeah, see, it's I coming it. in as give it progresses. Give me fog. Yes, give me all the, the town fog. town is being overtaken by it as the day, as we get closer to All Saints Day. All right. Yeah. You don't like enough. the fog, John? No. And it also no, hides a lot of the effects. <laughs> it makes it easier to do effects. I understand that. I, I get that totally. It's just guess, there was so know. much. There was so much everywhere. Like every shot had. That actually a wasn't fog. fog, John. That was. It's actually really cold there, and that was all their breath. Yeah. See, so you should like it. It was just the breath. <laughs> it was, really it's not cold out here it was authentic we 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 had we had one week of like really cold weather but we've been in the 50s so we're fine yeah well i tell you what guys here. if there's one thing i love if there is one thing i love it's a foggy cemetery god it help me awesome. i mean you gotta have it gotta and, have and it. that's fine i mean the foggy cemetery i get that it's ambiance it's it, it adds to the tension what about the monkey sounds all right. I mean, that you was, talk jump about right jumping all over the they place. Don't, Damn. They don't really come yeah, in. Dude, later. I'm going with the movie. I'm <laughs> going really, with the movie. I really like the score. I actually thought for a moment, I was like, is this Goblin? Because it like reminded me of. Uh, it sounds like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, a little bit or one of those scores. Um, no, it sounds yeah, exactly like the Dawn of the yeah. Dead score. Yeah, it, it was the other guy. Uh, Breezy. Fabio Fritzi. Fritzi. That's it. He makes a really good air freshener. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, that guy was on uh, Joe Bob oh, one time, on. and he was playing. No he way! Was, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. really? Oh, no, yeah. yeah this is a cool back. score, except for like there are. I will admit, like those tangents with the animal noises. I don't know what his, what he was really going for besides shocking those you like a little jungle bit. Jungle noises, dude. Yeah. It was baboon screams, and I'm like, what I'm the like, fuck is this? I don't know, man. Maybe he's they're supposed to be in Massachusetts, thing. right? I do. Um, hear, I think so. It's not. Yeah, it's it's basically supposed to be. We touched on Mary's like. um her vision and then like her convulsing and then her death her death was all of a sudden like i was like oh shit like i didn't expect mm -hmm. her character to come back at all i was just like man that was sudden she just died from being scared to death i was like wow yeah was it pete that like got her out like he threw the pickaxe into the uh in into Dude, the um, he dragged uh, his ass first of all even getting back to that grave there were like five times that they cut to him where he's like oh did i hear something <laughs> yeah well, he'd, I, he'd I, lean I, in and then turn back away and then he turned around I, he'd like walk I one thought, step and turn around again yeah. huh? Yeah, and I thought the actor that uh, who played the woman that died, she did a great job. I mean, yeah, like the, the sounds of her Mary's her good. being like frightened. But dude, I love the shot of him taking the pickaxe and going in there. Almost it was just like, her. yeah, exactly. Like like an uh, eye blast. Being or an Italian film, I was expecting it. I was like, oh, they're gonna turn it on us. He's gonna try and save her and just end up like walloping her in the head with it. 
Dude, that is good suspense. I'm sorry. I don't care. I agree. That is good suspense. I love the way that scene was set up. And, and you're right. You know, the guy was like dragging his ass. Yeah, he, he, he was, was like, like, like he heard. Oh, wait. Like, hey, well, Somebody's still in there. I think that was like also an attempt to build suspense. Like, is he going to walk away and leave her there? Or is he going to actually yeah. rescue her? And it, I mean, for he really does take like five double takes. He really and, like, does. <laughs> and she's already starting to lose air, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, she passes well, out this... again. Like Her panicking like, in there was. It hit for me. I was like, "Damn, dude, was that a casket one foot down?" Yeah, yeah it's like two, it's like two feet down. Yeah, well, like, that would never those guys were like, "You need like, hours, bro. Okay, you need hours, bro. We're getting out of here." <laughs> You're just gonna leave her like this? He's like, "The grave diggers are on a budget, yeah. so we can only do two uh, feet." I also recognize the reporter. He have you guys seen pieces? He no. was the detective. It's been a while. Never seen pieces. I haven't seen pieces. Oh, fun. We should cover pieces. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, is that like tickets? Tickets, pieces, tickets. pieces, pieces, pieces. <laughs> Reese's pieces. Get your tickets to pieces. But Did yeah, anybody... Bob. Sorry, huh? go ahead, Bob. No, I was just gonna say Bob's a pirate. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, random movie. side note. D- yeah, not straight jelly Bob again. Disclaimer: All Bobs herein referred to shall be only Bob in the movie. Um, so totally random side note. Did anybody notice that um, Mary's full name is Mary Woodhouse? Which is very similar to Rosemary Woodhouse from my oh, favorite film. Yeah, no, really. Oh wow! Yeah. And there's a character named Rose, the one who barfs her guts. There out. is Rosie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was a dope effect. I'm sorry, I enjoyed that. But I mean, most we, do you want to talk about actress. that right now? Since yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. That's yeah. actually um, an awesome that's like scene. my favorite moment in any Italian horror movie. Yeah, it's like I my like the way moment. that scene is shot. Like I like the way they're in the car talk with them talking. Like, oh, I'll turn the lights on. Don't worry about it. And then we get like a a one single shot of like we pan down real quick to like the the front of the jeep with the lights going on, and it's just really cool the way they did that. And it's bathed in like darkness and fog too. And then we get what she sees, and you're like, "Oh, nothing's there." And then all of a sudden, he's there. Yeah, right. But and she turns her head to look out her window, and that's when just you see like a rim of red blood in her eyeballs, and you can tell that she's trying not to blink. Yeah, I feel that like looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, I have a feeling if she blinked, it would have like smeared across her whole eyeball and like gotten onto the upper eyelid too, and made it hard for her to see or, or ruin the effect as well. So you could tell she's like trying not to fully blink and it yeah it looks uncomfortable that but helps though with her stare though because so she's like cool. so frightened it, but she's not frightened i mean it's like like when she locks eyes like with, the, with the priest yeah she was, like, she, like, she, she, she was like emotionless uh, but i agree with you jacqueline i mean that just looks so damn uncomfortable but i love the way fulci shot it because it was so like they, cool. they covered her hair and whatever they were doing with her eyes you know whether it was like some sort of like a iv drip or something like that with red dye I, I that's what a I was thinking. That had blood in it or something. I don't know. No, oh. there's no way they could have made it like stream out. Like almost like that could have been something under her eye, like under the the. Lower it could have been. Yeah, know. she could have had a prosthetic. In it was there, really but, cool, I mean, well achieved, and it. Yeah, I've never really seen that before, so I thought yeah. that was cool. And like, you know, me, and it seems like odd that you wouldn't have seen it before because it seems like easy. You know, I've seen like ears. I've seen eyes yeah, once in a while. Japanese horror where you see like. Down and it, so it's the combination of course. like the weeping blood and then you're, you're like kind of just getting used to that visual image and then she starts foaming at the mouth yeah. and gagging and you're like oh god what's gonna happen and she literally starts barfing up her own internal Inert. organs i mean it is just like what a fucking like one Crazy two idea. punch <laughs> this is like, this is the scene where they cut to like a fake head and it, it spews out like just like, really fast 
Well, yeah. so it's her for the majority of it, and then yeah, when right, it gets right, like to right. the big organs, the big they go to the pieces. fake mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming those were like real organs it, from like animals like, or something. It's like animal intestines. Yeah, I figured that. Ooh. She's spitting out a ton too. And she tearing is. out. Like yeah. she looks really uncomfortable. Like she, she's I hope spitting she got out paid. a huge wad of stuff with fake blood, and then her eyes are still bleeding and tearing. It's it's cool. And I hope dude she got paid real good that day. Probably yeah. not being a woman no, in horror not. in nineteen eighty. In yeah. In Italy. Yeah. But uh I mean she nails it. And the dude's just sitting there like <laughs> Trying to get out first. <laughs> What's he like? And then he's like, <laughs> he's just like that. <laughs> he's like, Zoing, let's get out of here. <laughs> Go get his Holy shit, out. that was amazing. Oh, <laughs> it's really good. Do you we practice that in front of the mirror? Come out of her mouth. Right, Raggy. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden there's this like purple hand that grabs dude from the back of the hair. And yeah, I don't and, know like, where that came from. Brain out. Where did that hand come from? They're Heidelberg. in the car. Just don't listen. All the like randomness in this movie, just like it's just an experience. Oh, like to me, this movie is, is kind of. Did a zombie like, get in there? Was this it movie her is kind of like an acid trip. I think it's like an acid was trip. Like I think you're hand? just supposed. Who who knows? And then he's <laughs> his head. He gets killed. Could be anyone's. He's supposed to be in the car, but you could clearly see he's outside in the fog, <laughs> like on a set. <laughs> And then he just falls forward. Like he, you were just in the car a second ago. Did you tell it? The undead do teleport in this movie, so maybe they teleported him. Yeah. Out so of... the priest just like disappears sometimes, yeah. and like he reappears, and then it's yeah, the noose, not... and then the noose and he never really disappears touches anybody. And... He just stares at them, right? And yeah. He just, and then like, like that weird shit happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's not even his hand. Like maybe it's just maybe a he hand. Didn't do anything. Maybe he was just looking at her, and and old girl had like irritable bowel or something. Wow, that would be a severe case. No, um, that I is was very irritable. Up, bad I was food. I was going to bring up a fast food restaurant, but and if they sponsor us, then I will not. Uh, okay, then maybe we better right, I'll, not. I'll, I'll I'll about Rob it. Zombie's pussy liquors to uh, fucking not sponsor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> what? Uh, Damn. Uh, but yeah, and so, so apparently there's some ancestry here too in the town. Like the bar owner makes the excuse for the mirror breaking. They mentioned some. I thought they mentioned a woman's name. Or was it the priest they were talking about? You said the priest? I don't know what you're referring to. I, when yeah. the mirror breaks in the bar earlier on in the movie, there was a moment I thought they mentioned a name and then it broke mm. like right after. But Oh, if they did, I didn't I didn't some notice. Some broad, you know? So some broad. I'm just kidding. So the the one thing that I think narratively is like so there's a lot I forgive in this movie because like I said, I find it charming because I I, I happen to like this flavor. However, there's one piece Actually, there's like two pieces that kind of nag at me a little bit. One, I I have trivia about this, but they definitely forced the Salem thing in there. And I oh, don't yeah. necessarily think it works so well because they're saying this town of, of Dunwich was built on top of the old Salem. And it's like, OK, well, like Salem still exists. We know it's there. So like, OK, Salem. we're just like in a we're just like in an alternate universe now that's where Salem doesn't Salem. exist and we're that's where they oh, send is? the tourists. Yeah. But the real Salem's here in the city of the living dead. Oh, OK. Well, so anyway, just that's how I took it. At least. I don't think that that like I don't think that that really meshes with the story so well. Like this is not a history of burning witches movie. This is a like, you know, portal to hell opening up movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't I don't. That bothers me a little bit that they kind of just like mashed that in there. Probably I think tied into like the American roots of you know. I get. Like, I, I, don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, but so I have more trivia about that. But well, I just don't think you. it really works. I think it 
it, it yeah. makes things muddier than it already is. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't need that. And um, I guess the purpose was probably to give some reason, like, why is the gate of hell here? You know, like, why does it happen? There's no rhyme or reason here? for any of the gates, though, in the other movies either. Like, one's No, it's hotel. just three randomly. But I, maybe this is an attempt at explaining why in this film it happens to be here. Um, but the, so there are a few references to, references to that. Like, oh, uh, remember who our ancestors were? This town is built on top of the old Salem. And then something about, um, you know, Bob's mother being like a woman of easy virtue and how oh back in the day she would have been burned as a witch. And it's like, that's just not what this movie is. Like, what, like, let's not shove that in there for no reason. I just think, well, they, I think there's enough going on that we don't need it. Sorry, John, go ahead. No, no, you're totally good. And no, I think there was one easy way to solve this. Mm -hmm. They could have uh, dig through the ditches, burn through the witches <laughs> and slam in the back of my Dracula. There you go. I would have fixed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that fixes all the things. What's the book of Enoch. I've heard that before in other so that's actually that a real like thing. That's a real thing, right? Is it really? Thing. It's yeah. actually like an, a a, a non-canonical Jewish religious text. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know if it has any actual prophecies. About yeah, but anything. I have heard it before. Another. I really, I, I do not know at all what the contents of that book are, but um, mm. it is a real book. I don't know if they just happened to you know use that name because it was convenient and sounded good, but it's. So it's she a does. Real thing. She mentions it too when she uh, when like that's other seer lady, the main seer or whoever. I don't remember Teresa, her name. who I love. Is that her name? Yeah, she's cool. Yes. Her eyes. There's a lot of yeah. eye camera work in this movie. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, a lot of close up yeah, of the eyes. A lot of close ups. Really cool eye stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. stare downs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's when they're like they implore Peter, like you know, forget about the case. You know, trying to write about this. You know, you need to go. And, and fix this like i don't know why they pick him of all people but um, well because he's the investigative reporter yeah. right yeah and so that's kind of like what they do well right it's just like chase yeah. things it just down, doesn't solve. feel like he's on his like on an investigative report anymore at one point in the film it's like he's just on a road trip now flirting with mary <laughs> yeah. Most of it. yeah i like his character though for the most part. yeah because beard guy is just sort of like I, you could have cut him out of the movie i it wouldn't have changed really Dude, kind of remind me of Gary? Donald Sutherland Gary? from the remake of Hell yeah. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, like uh, Donald Who, Sutherland Jerry? from yeah, uh, <laughs> from yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, the most a little bit. They, yeah, I think at that point, yeah, 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 the curly hair and the beard. Yeah. And I, I mean, just I don't, for him like, to go, oh, his acting was okay, but the guy was just sort of stiff, and his character was just sort of like blah. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like I added on. It felt like one of the characters that would have died early on in the film instead of making it all the way to the end. To be yeah, honest. and he's a little misogynistic too, which I don't love. Oh, um, first of all, so like, can I complain about Jerry for a minute? Yeah, please. <laughs> first of I all, I like his he's... beard. I will say that I like his beard. There, he has got to be the worst therapist in the history of therapists because <laughs> he is literally in a session with a patient and his girlfriend just like barges in and they start talking about their dinner plans for the night in front of his patient i'm like what are you doing the 80s come on jacqueline <laughs> like she's just sitting there and then the the girlfriend starts talking to the patient like oh hey sandra like they know each other i'm like what is going on here this is a therapy <laughs> session so there's that and then later on when he goes to sandra's house he's like you're not crazy. You're just nurturing a ne uh, neurosis like 70% of the women in this country. I'm like, oh, what? fuck. What? What? I guess yeah, I missed that. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, you're just nurturing a neurosis like 70% of the women in this country. But you're not so, crazy. Yeah. So I keep saying the 80s, but I'm assuming that this is maybe made in 78, 79. So no, I mean, filmed, in still 80. One... filmed in 80. And they released it that quick, year. Quick, quick, quick. Yep. 
damn, go Fulci. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he's on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, cut, go. Next scene. Exactly. That was perfect. Cut, go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So there's no, that. it's like with the, his movie Zombie again. I'm going to bring this back, you know, because it's it, it, it. I know he's a legendary director, but this did not feel like his best work. It did not feel like like maybe he was rushed through it, you know, because what Zombie came at out in 78. Believe so. Mm hmm. And then and he has to rush. He has to rush through three other films to make it a trilogy, you know, because he has this idea, which is wonderful. You know, if if they all tie in together, if they have a wraparound, Heisberg. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I just I felt like this movie was completely rushed, you know, and they just or maybe it was the editing. I don't know if he did the editing of this movie, but it just felt so disjointed. And it was, it was, I think really that's just part of the, I, I think that's just kind of how these films are too. I don't, I disagree though. Not because, trying to, yeah. No, but I mean, you watch, <laughs> you know, Daria Argento's Suspiria, you know, not giving anything well, away with that. No, I understand that, but I think they all come from the same school of, you know, giving tension filled movies. And this movie yeah, had style absolutely. over substance. Absolutely. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, it was it, just to me, it just felt like, I don't want to call it a college film, but it, it didn't feel like there was a lower direction. Budget. Yeah, well, and it could have been, you know, but I, you know a bunch of other directors that have had low budgets and created something brilliant, you know? But it's mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, this this movie felt rushed to me. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, um, to be honest. Like, um, there's moments in all three of these films that I think, like, there's... I don't love House in the Cemetery, but the, there's the ending moment that's pretty cool. Like, the reveal at the end's cool, uh, mm -hmm. but it just takes a while to get there. This film does that a little bit, too. It takes a while to get to the part where, you know, 30 minutes in, man, it's City of the Living Dead. I'm not seeing much Living Dead, I'll be honest. <laughs> I noticed that. No, but, but there's so much other stuff. There's other things keeping like, me yeah, entertained, though. Agreed. Like, to me, this movie, I feel like the, the title is a misnomer because I don't think that the draw, like, or the... I don't feel like the horror of this movie is so much about the actual like living dead. I feel like the horror of this movie mainly comes from like the weird unexplainable happenings that happen around town and like weird like there are murders. But like, do we ever actually see a zombie like eat a person? Not really. Well, they just grab people from the back of the head. And we like they grab the, they squeeze their brains and they They're like very you know, punch through their <laughs> Well, there, you know, some zombies are huggy and some. Yeah, this might be where the huggy <laughs> zombie came from. Actually, technically, God, the huggy zombie came first. But how many times did they repeat that scene when the living dead actually grabbed somebody's the back there's of their two. head? Two. Is there? It felt so like more. Me. It felt really? like more. Oh, I yeah. There's okay. um, Mary dies that way. No, not Mary. Who dies that way? Emily. No, not Emily. Yeah. Emily. Emily. Uh, Emily. No, Sandra. 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 Sandra dies yeah. that way. Sandra and Tommy. Tommy. Okay. And so then, uh, what's his name too? The uh, the reporter okay. dies that way too. Peter. Yeah, that's right. Peter gets yeah, his yeah. head grabbed. Too. Okay, three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. three. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the rats eat his brain. It's gross. So, but I I, did... I feel like the 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 horror and the gore and the kills like there it's like it's more about the surreal nature of the shit that happens. You know what I mean? Like the like the glass like the glass shattering, the window shattering, and then the glass all kind of lodges into the wall mm -hmm. and then the wall starts bleeding yeah that's gross and, and it makes rose, noise yeah and then rose barfing up her intestines and like so stuff like Which is that, all bizarre like the maggots the maggots getting blown uh, in through the window uh, to me it's like those are the <laughs> to me that's really like what this movie 
is a showcase for is those weird happenings. I feel like it's not even really about the like skull punch deaths. It's not about the zombies. It's about the portal of hell opening up and releasing not just like the living dead, but the but just like you know Legs, dark maybe? weird happenings yeah. everywhere. Like things are things are things are turned inside out. Like things are the wrong. Like just things that are wrong things are happening around yeah, town. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? And, like, and we I get feel like Bob's that's murder. Really more the, that's like the draw of this more than the actual living dead. I, I agree. I, I, I love that idea. However, most of the actors didn't play up to that. It just seemed, it seemed very, very dry at times where it was just like, Hey, you know, um, what's her name? Mary or the, the, the psychic or the medium. She's just like, Oh yeah, well we still have 48 hours. Let's go get something. Something yeah, they stopped to get some chow. Some yeah, chow. Well, that's you gotta what it was. eat. Like, what are you not gonna eat? I know, I, but the way they I, the way I, they there, shoot it, it's almost like they're like, yeah, we should go out to dinner. They, yeah, yeah. There was no <laughs> sense of urgency here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's In like hey, moment, let's do yeah. everything that we can to stop this. No, let's go get some chow. Let's I mean, go it's get the some 80s, though, meatloaf John, and you know? mashed potatoes. You know, you gotta get laid, John. Mary's a good-looking girl. You know what I mean? Where does Peter ever get laid? He never had sex with her, does he? No. Thankfully, okay. he didn't like he didn't yeah, go that far. You. He flirted yeah. a little bit and it was harmless. And I was glad that they didn't go there because they made Jerry more, like you said, the misogynist kind of guy because he's like the yeah. therapist. Yeah. Um, Worst yeah. therapist ever. Yeah, Dude, the maggots were fucking gross. Because some way. of them that, were like that, glued on and yeah, then they're, 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 like, they're still like, moving. Real maggots, they're just throwing at them. They're real. Yeah. And that moment Are they of real? cleaning themselves off is it's like really 22 them. pounds of maggots. Yeah. No, my God. Would they just throw them into a fucking two air blowers? Oh my god, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the faces be... is like they're really being hit with maggots. Okay, bugs don't bother me. Bugs, spiders, snakes, whatever, don't bother me. But if I'm getting 22 pounds of maggots thrown at my face and I could possibly swallow one, I would be out of that movie. I'm like, fuck you, Fulci, I'm out. <laughs> okay, I do have to say one thing though, because one thing that is really good about that scene, there's a very similar scene in Suspiria. And one thing that's better in this movie is that everybody has the good goddamn sense to keep their mouths closed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in Suspiria, they don't. Yeah, and so, I'm true. always like, close your mouth. But in this movie, that like they have the good sense to be like. Mm. The noise that accompanies them too once they're it's all like in the room is like and wet. squishy. Oh, and, like, you can see like outlines around their feet where they're standing because there's so many of them. Oh my god! Yeah. It was a great yeah, scene. Yeah. I, I was just like so grossed out by it, but I was like, "Yeah, this is actually a really cool scene." You just it, it grosses you out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yo, Bob fucking left Emily too. When in that moment when Emily's death, like they were together down in that basement, that funky basement where I guess Bob stays or whatever. He's like a vagrant or some shit. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like he, he just leaves like... her. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she falls mm -hmm. like typical horror fashion. The woman falling. <laughs> Yeah, she's got to fall down. <laughs> that scene was weird too because she gets grabbed from behind, also, but she doesn't get killed from the behind grab. He she gets flipped, and we just get this weird hand with like worms on it, you know, coming I at her, it. and then it reveals the priest for the first time. I was like, oh, it's the priest. I love it. I love it. I do too. It's just sort of weird and creepy. It's like cheesy, but also scary. I, I there's a weird uh, a melange, if you will. No, you know. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, I don't know that these films just sort of do. There's a ridiculousness to them. Like I like Deep Red. There's a moment in Deep Red that's just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, like 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 to me, I haven't seen a lot of Italian horror movies, but I mean, this to me, just it, it was. Maybe I have to watch it again to yeah. to get more of an appreciation to understand it a little bit more. 
But I mean, it's just my initial watch is like, wait, hold on. Won't we just, well, hold, no, hold on. Yeah. No, Baboon no, no. screams. What's that? A lot of fog. Wow. Maggots. Yeah. All I'm right. Here fog. we go. I'm with the fog. Uh, I don't. What's up with this town and these huge stairways you need to go up to to the house? And dude, did you not get an exercise like, vibe from that? I don't. Yeah, that was a huge stairway just um, to get in your house. Like filmed in Georgia. Uh, I was going to say, uh, they, like, not, down not uncommon in some southern areas Flooding, like yeah. Charleston, Savannah, et cetera, to have like stairways leading up to your yeah. front door. That's what okay. I felt. I felt like they filmed somewhere else, but this is right, supposed to be more like was Pennsylvania. Almost, yeah, there was almost that that perfect shot of like the the lamppost sitting there, and you see an ascension to stairs. But it was mm. it was it was like a a pull back shot where you see that, and I went, dude, he just totally bit off of Exorcist right there. Maybe uh, there's some cool scenes though. I like, like I there like, are a lot of references after Emily's death. Like after it happens, there's a moment where we just like kind of go down the neighborhood. And there's all that fog and lighting and stuff like that. We just see these empty houses and like you still hear like Emily kind of like struggling with these worms probably in her throat or something like she's being suffocated. And the monkeys. All right, John, there's monkeys. You're right. Baboons, if you will. I think you I think you were correct. Maybe in the baboons. It's a mix of uh, in Georgia from what you were saying, Jacqueline. Yeah, so it, it's not supposed to be Georgia. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to no, be Massachusetts. Yeah. Like, so I think Fulci was going through like a Lovecraft phase um, at the time, and so Dunwich is like a big, you know, location and several. Yeah, because you um, got the From Beyond too. I mean, uh, the Beyond too. That's kind of like a little Lovecraftian sort of. Yeah, but that's supposed to be New Orleans. But so like Lovecraft, he was like you know very New England kind of settings, mm-hmm. and so Dunwich is supposed to be like kind of a. A New England type of yeah. I don't. Town. I, I don't think. I don't think it was this setting for me. You know. Again, yes. Okay. I know. I'm bothered by the fog. I'm not. I'm not bothered by the setting. I. I did like. You know, some of the little homages that I saw. I, I mostly saw The Exorcist. You know, somebody mm-hmm. walking, kind of like vigorously, not running, but just like John, John, the the kid. The kid. You know, he's kind of. He's kind of walking fast, and he's just trying to hide. You know, I love that shot. I thought it looked really good. I mean, some of these shots looked fantastic, but then it jumps around. I did like some of the camera work too. Uh, also, did you, there's a moment earlier in the film where where Emily's first goes missing and uh, uh, Jerry gets the call. Uh, is it Jerry? I, can, yeah, Jerry. I, I didn't yeah, name in him his in office. my notes. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. He's in his office. I, he's just beard dude calls, in my right? notes constantly. Beard dude, beard guy, <laughs> Doctor Beardman. Let's call him like, that. Let's call him guy. Beardman. No, that's fine. Uh, I just couldn't find his name because there's no picture of him in IMDb on that one mm, part, okay. so I wasn't sure if that was him. There's a couple like that. Anyway, but so Emily's dad calls him. And when he's like, he takes the call and he's talking. He's like, I don't know where she could be. But uh, yeah, you know, if I find anything out, we'll talk. And then he just, when he done, and when he's done, he hangs up and he just like writes down. He jots down Bob and then circles it. <laughs> like, we know she's with Bob as the <laughs> yeah. audience. Like, what are you showing us? Like, why are we doing this? Like, who are it's you? It's not like, oh, there's a suspect, you know. Bob? Bob. No, like, yeah, he we know. say it out loud. Yeah. He doesn't. He just jots it down and then yeah. circles it so the camera can see it. It's so weird. That vagrant running throughout town. Let's Bob. go get him. In case also, you guys haven't figured it out, it's Bob. Also, it's not really clear um, what the relationship is between Emily and Bob. Like, why is she going to see him? So I think, like, Her the ex. more you watch it, it's, like, just a friend that she's trying to help, especially if you know that he was, like, supposed to be written as a hunchback character. There's, like, kind of a He's town outcast. He's got that situation outcast. with Annie, too. Yeah, where he's like, dad. you know, he's kind of persona non grata yeah. for that incident. He's innocent uh, there, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and so I, you know, I, 
after multiple viewings, I I have come to the, you know, guess that she's just like trying to be a friend to him, trying to be like a, you know, a, a helping hand or something, you know, to be nice to somebody who's kind of like downtrodden yeah. and outcast. Mm-hmm. So, but it, at first, like, I don't know how you guys took it, but like, did it almost seem like he was another boyfriend or something? Like, who's like, oh, I pretty losery, bro. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Jacqueline. I don't know, but it's like, it's unclear what the relationship is. Like, why is she going I, to see him? I felt like she or they were, they had some sort of relationship, you know, Maybe. that, you know, he just became, you know, a vagrant that just tries to find where, wherever he can live and survive, you know, and they do free yeah, it though. But... Cause there's that moment where they're like, you're spending a lot of time with, with Bobby or, or yeah, Bob yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, the sure. way they frame like it. are you upset? He's like, no, yeah. no, I just, you know, don't know why you're. Spending I think you're right though. I think she was kind of maybe just trying to do a nice thing to somebody that she knew. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Dude um, got friend zoned. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't Talk know. Bob's Bob's a complicated character. That's he why he has to resort his, to the blow up doll. He should have had his own movie. I do <laughs> think his his death sort of speaks like uh, for a moment. The film could have maybe went on a message with like, look at when there's like a big thing going on. You know what I mean? Like an outbreak or whatever, or this thing. You know, the undead, whatever, and how it makes people act a certain way and it brings out the worst in people. You know, like the dad well, just going out because yeah. he thought something happened with his daughter and this guy. Well, it's. It's a the trope ago. of the yeah trope of the red herring. However, mm-hmm. this goes beyond that. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it just puts that drill yeah. right through his head. Which I know? think was just... where Fulci's just like, how do I put a drill through some guy's head? I want that <laughs> on my films. I know I'll put it in this film. Here's how yeah. I'll do it. And that's what I mean. Like I and I acknowledge this, but for some reason it just really works for me. But I feel like a yeah. lot of the story is just set up so that Lucio Fulci can take the cool gory weird you know dirty images that he has in his mind and like stick them in a film somewhere and for me that is almost what i like best about it Mm -hmm. It, it, like it's totally absurd and john i agree with you the editing is completely random and what's what's odd about the editing is that yes it jumps around so much and like there are so many characters that we visit and what's especially if it's your first time seeing it What's confusing is that, like, you don't know how much importance to give each of these characters that you bounce around to. Because, like, obviously, if you've seen it, you know. But it's like, there are some characters that you see them for one two-minute scene, and that's all you ever see of them. And then there are other characters that you bounce to for a brief time that be- that end up becoming main characters later safe. on. Yeah. And so, like, you don't know when you bounce to Tommy and Rose in the car, you know, the one who cries blood and and Mm -hmm. barfs. Like, you don't know if those are going to become major characters. Like, that's the only scene you get of them. But when you bounce to Jerry in the therapy session with Sandra and, like, the cat scratches her, you know, like, that could have easily just been a little two-minute vignette, like, the, the blood barfing and stuff. But then Jerry and Sandra become main characters. And so it's like you don't, as a viewer, you don't know how much weight to give each of these little tangential stories that you see because it bounces around so much. Um, But they are different. And so I don't know. To me, that ends up being intriguing. But I've also seen this a bunch of times. So I don't know. Right. And again, like watching it for a full time, you know, with with my adult eyes, you know, I I felt almost every shot had had a level of brilliance to it. But it was just so hard to follow, like you said. You know, it's it's very much like like different characters. Who who are you supposed to follow? Who's who's the narrator here? Who's who's telling us what we're trying to understand? 
Yeah. You know? So now that yeah. you have a better grasp on that and you know like how much importance to give each thing, like what you should what is important and what is not important, like what you don't need to like make sense of or pay attention to, do you feel that if you watched this a second time, you would be able to like focus in on the important stuff now and the, like the rest of it just kind of let it wash over you and accept it? I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. I mean, it's like like the fluff that's in between. But like I said, you know, there I think almost every scene, even though it's like jump cuts and stuff like that, it's like there's something kind of important that happens into it. And then it's like like these practical effects, which are beautifully shot. And it's just like, my God, I cannot hate this movie. We've seen worse movies. Thanks, Killing. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's something brilliant yet frustrating to me about this movie and it's just like i don't hate it i don't hate it at all you know i love yeah. zombie i actually like the beyond i i have not seen was a house house by the cemetery or in the yeah. cemetery i've not, not seen that one uh it's there are things favorite. about this movie that are weird though so it's like they show gore but it's always set up like it's it's going to be shot a certain way and it's just like out, out of focus like the hand comes from off screen and does something but like there's like the bite that the mortician gets because he's stealing from the bodies, and oh, like shit. his bite looks cool when they when he pulls his hand out, but you never actually see Granny like moving or biting him. It's so weird that like Granny, you never even see Granny moving. She's like a zombie in this film, but they use her yeah, like she's in the kitchen and then she's, and she's on the kitchen anymore. floor. Yeah, that's that's what's weird about this film. Like that's a weird moment. There's stuff I in that love scene that that's, that's really so cool though. Disorienting, like. There's a dead body on my kitchen floor, yeah. and then you turn around and there's not. Well, I like that because they keep like, shooting the around fuck? the corner and the mirror, like we're gonna see something. Because mm -hmm. they keep like they'll pull the camera out, and then the characters will pull, come into focus, like into the room, and then they'll pull the camera back around and show behind them, and you're expecting like that thing's gonna be behind them or the reflections in the mirror, and it's not. I I gotta say that this movie has a lot of influence on Return of the Living Dead. Because the zombies are gooey and gross. I mean, the zombies just like, like they, I like the zombie effects in this movie. I um, like Emily, how she looks throughout. I, I liked them all. I, mean, I, I thought, I thought they looked cool. I mean, yeah. it was like something that they put in their eyes and it wasn't like weird. I mean, it was almost like a natural eye color. However, they accentuated it, you know, and the way they, it, it, like you said, I think you said it, there's a lot of eye shots in here. Yeah, but they were effective, you know, and, and it's like going back to Bob when he got the drill through the head. The look on his face was pure terror. I mean, the guy, the actor did a fantastic job of like like being terrified of getting a drill through the head. But I, there was a lot of eye close ups, but some of them were like really beautifully shot. I'm actually surprised with all the eye close ups and this being a Fulci film that he didn't do an eye gag where he like totally jabbed something into somebody's eye. Dude, he's known for that. We've got that in other movies. Yeah, you know, yeah like, we do. Zombies yeah. Yeah. killer one. Yeah. But so, well, and also, I want to say, like, I'm sorry, but the zombies in this movie blow the Dawn of the Dead zombies out of the fucking oh my water. God. Dude, yeah, Smurfs. I think they do too. La, la, I really la, la, like la, Emily la, when la, she's la, like la, under la. the stairs and she's like, they show that close up of her face. Yeah, and I don't know what looks like. Her eyes are glowing, and they're like lopsided. Like one, oh, yeah. one way. One well, it looks like, like one, like, like this, the flesh has sort of collapsed around yeah. it. This one, she looks and... gnarly, and she's like shiny, as if they rubbed like Vaseline on her or something. Or yeah, I don't know. she looks well, goofy. Yeah, Heidelberg, you, you brought up a past movie of Fulci where he like sets up the shot. Yeah, um, a, a really effective one was John John realized that his sister's out there, but he's like, you know, he's all scared, and mm -hmm. I, it, it the setup was fine. 
But like, even though it was like all set up, we need to have this camera angle here and then just boom, you know, it, it's like a jump scare. Yeah, you I know, didn't understand it, that scene, though. I, I I didn't either, but I loved it. I, I did you loved notice the, the rocking chair moving? Mm -hmm. I did. So that's what confused me. I'm like, is there more than one entity or something? Because like the rocking chair is moving, but then we're also lurking outside the window. Right. And the kids watching the rocking chair move. So I'm like, is someone in the rocking chair? Is there a spirit in the rocking chair? Or is the person outside the window like, affecting the All hell the has broken loose. Distraction? And, yeah. I think it's just like all hell has broken okay. loose and, and anything can sister, happen. So, yeah. I was, that's, I how think, I take, that's how I take everything in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I honestly think it was the fog that pushed it. It could have been. Yeah. All the fog was rolling in and it was like just moving the chair around for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know that old fog. Mm hmm. <laughs> So how do you guys feel about sort of the climactic scene when they climb down and they go, they finally make it to the cemetery and they're done investigating Emily and they get down into the, the tomb. I thought that was interesting that the tomb opened up like that and then like led down to. And there happened to be a ladder there. The bottom. Yeah. Well, to uh, me, like I assume that is the portal itself. Could be. However, yeah. it only takes a crucifix to the dick to kill everybody. Dude, what is up with that? I mean, I have I no the, idea. The imagery Dude, of like uh, he's a priest, you know. Uh, the in order to take the, take down the gates to hell, they have to hit the priest in the genitals with, I don't know, a cross of all things. <laughs> yeah. It was the abdomen. Cross, very symbolic. It was like I don't his know. abdomen. Nah, dude. No, that, that was lower, lower body, and you see. Ball. Yeah, that was lower. You yeah, see you testes. Too. I think they fall out. Really? Okay. Yeah, they hit him right in the scrotum. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, the fleshy bits. Yeah, that's where we get our third shot of like the the behind camera where the zombie reaches out and grabs yeah. the dude's head. Yeah. Also, I wrote too. I, I got real um, on Bob's character. I got real Todd from Blood Rage uh, sort of vibes from him. The sort of way he like walked around. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when Todd was like, he was the one that got locked up or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. Like really like, you know, shy or whatever. That's how Bob yeah. kind of reminded me the way he like skulked around. I really enjoyed your physical reenactment of that just now. Yeah, arms tucked in and sort of just like <laughs> Charlie Brown in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe that's what he was going for because Jacqueline, you said before he was supposed to have a hunch, right? So yeah. maybe he was kind of doing I that. Just don't get all yeah, and he was like, I'm not going to do that, but I, I, I'll lurch around kind of, you know. Yeah. Of all the places he went to take a nap was like the dudes who wants to kill him. You know, <laughs> in the car. His daughter. Yeah, I'll sleep in that guy's car. He'll never think to look for me here. No. <laughs> and the daughter comes out and it's like, hey, you want to smoke some weed with me? Yeah, you want to smoke some weed? And maybe all right, all right. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> That's pretty good. You yeah. guys are and good then, at impressions. Yeah. Um, there's the moment too in the house with the old lady. I noticed this with the beard guy and blondie. I wrote, um, I don't remember her name. Beard guy and blondie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the old dead lady, she's in the kitchen, then she's gone. We hear this grotesque noise outside, right? And then there's this creaky-ass door sound. And it reminded me of the sound effect I use for a message to Spoils of Horror so much. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That is funny as hell. Because that, oh that squeak goes on for like 10 minutes. I thought it was Dude. too long. But... <laughs> and just no, when you so think it's I. over, it squeaks yeah. some more. It I was keep, like, did it I make going. it too long? I love it. No, it's not no, too it was long. Fantastic. Never. Never. They, they kept it in their show. So that's fine. Yeah, it. No, that was cool. Yeah. Okay, so 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 we're leaning towards the end of the movie. Okay, so yeah. all these all these City of the Living Dead catch on fire because the priest got got impaled. Yeah, stabbed in the, the nuts. John, um, stabbed because because that's important. You, you got to hit him in the junk. Yeah. Yeah. There's a moment too leading up to this where Peter and Mary are still like on the road and they stop. They talk to another priest about Dunwich, or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And there's this funny bit of dialogue. He says, uh, you know, that Dunwich was built on the ruins of the old Salem, the village of witches and heresy and evil. And then the reporter guy, Peter, goes, yes, but can you tell us how to get there? <laughs> and then he gives him directions. It's so like, you, well, know, you, you don't want to go there. Right, the the right, right, right. Elm yeah, Street. Give us directions. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to make a left here. And he says that, like, you got to go by here. And then there's a last by and... Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah. Left on Elm Street. I, and then go to Haddonfield. I started laughing when that happened. Come on. Uh, that was that was pretty funny. And that drill kill was pretty gnarly. It was mm-hmm. awesome. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool because it, it's spinning on both sides when they show the actor in the middle. Like, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Well, one of the best things about some of Fulci's kills are that they are slow. Mm-hmm. and you have to like really kind of endure them and it's like yeah. sometimes the tension is really unbearable like you know the, the that moment in zombie you yeah know, we it gives you time about. to anticipate how much that would exactly really hurt and so same no. thing with the drill and like you see the drill like he kind of like knocks into it and it turns on and you're like mm-hmm. oh something's gonna happen somebody's yeah, gonna James get drunk yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> this ridiculously slow moving. The lasers you know. turned on. The oh, lasers, no. yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, um, I, I'll tell you the burn scenes. I mean, even though they're like living dead, but man, like you said, Jacqueline, it, 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 Fulci likes to focus on these and make it slow. It gives I couldn't time. imagine how, how the actors felt because this is 1980. There's no way that they had this protocol of. Hey, just throw in a bunch of clothes. We'll put some fire retardant. It wasn't under. as good as it is now, for sure. Correct. Yeah. And Those guys are burning much for a long time. About it, but I mean, it's just like there were multiple actors that were on fire for a long it's time. It's so cheesy, and... too, though, because they show the priest like from the back. It looks like I guess it's supposed to be from the front, but it looks like from the back. Yeah. And he's well, burning. And then they show the, the actor's face with like flames in front of his face. So yeah. it looks like he's in the flames, but he's not. Well, again, he's really just standing behind it. Yeah, it's not 1980, so they don't yeah. have the opportunity for cgi but i mean like like you were talking about the long drawn out scenes and it's just like you know my biggest fear is burning to that you know i just couldn't imagine how that feels you know if i drown you know your lungs fill up with water you're done you know you suffocate a little bit but this is like like going through your skin and and everything else to to make you lose (laughs) everything and it's like yeah my biggest fear is definitely burning to death. So that that's a good scene then. But like, so the Hyderberg, you're right about creating more anticipation for the audience who's like watching these deaths. But also the actors contribute a lot to that because the actors have to act longer, you know, and they mm-hmm. have to portray that terror. Um, you know, I feel like in a lot of horror movies, the deaths come like quickly. Mm-hmm. And there, it's like, you know, they try to kind of move them along. And so it's kind of like a scream and you're done. But like yeah. here, it's like they really draw it out. And it's like it creates tension. Yeah, the actors have to like really sustain that level of like terror for a longer <gasps> period of time. And, <gasps> and so, of course, these these movies are famous for their like overacting. But it's like, I don't know. It it it, it creates a, a something kind of magical i think in these yeah. long drawn out deaths that make it really memorable yeah they do they do stand out for sure like uh Sa- sandra's kill i thought was pretty good where she's just kind of going up the steps and then all of a sudden you know um emily who was downstairs under the stairs all of a sudden now she's up top uh and then like her hair and we like we've just been like oh no sandra's got the kid with her so like she's gonna be okay she's going up to the house and then no she's not Mm-hmm. And Emily gets her. And it's funny the way it's shot, though, because like it's clearly a man's hand again. I don't know why they have to keep using a man. Could only a man like rip the head, the hair piece off or something like use the woman's hand. 
And then she shot like she's out of the room. Use the talk like to in me another hand. room, the way she looks. She's not even <laughs> in the same area of the shot. And then they just show her face like as if it's her. And then they show like this man's hand for the next scene of like grabbing the <laughs> other actor. It's so funny. I don't know. I don't know why they did like, that. Like if that scene wasn't that stupid, maybe it, the it would have I don't know. For some reason I think it just makes the movie for some I don't know. It's there's something about these films. Like you said, uh Jacqueline, there's sort of like a magic to them. There's a zaniness, mm-hmm. there's a seriousness, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're trying to make you feel something with the gore, um, but there's not tons of, like, effort sometimes in the stories or the messaging sometimes True. that these films are doing, but, I mean, I don't know. Um, I still I just think feel like it's not what it's about, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not what it's yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's an, it is a different vibe. It's like a... I would say you know, like, it's kind of a very like trademark. Kind these are of, like uh, pop films or something, you know, of that nature, like horror films are like, I don't know. Well, maybe that's maybe that's not hard enough because they are kind of hardcore. I don't know. They're Italian. That's all I could say. That, I mean, maybe that's all you need <laughs> to say is like, that's yeah. the Italian flavor. Yeah. You know, I keep that's saying flavor, flavor, but it just seems to kind of fit like that's the Italian flavor. And like, it, that's you know, what we had with Don't Panic, I feel like. But that was like a Mexican style. Mm-hmm. But it had that sort of Italian style to it. It was different. It was distinct yeah. from that, but it did have some similarities. Yeah, the you way know, it I was can made, see that the point. Zaniness, yeah. you know. Yeah, it had some similar. Now that one was like definitely well, more yeah. like nobody overtly was PJs in this movie. Yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah, all the actors, I mean, mainly take their roles pretty serious here. Yeah, I you think know. so. I, I thought sure. Peter's character was the best actor. I would say, as far as like actors go, I think he might have had the most experience. A lot of these actors were used in the uh, other films too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, cool. Yep. The women specifically too. A couple of the women. yeah. I, one thing I've I, my little experience with Italian horror movies is that they're all beautifully shot. I mean, they don't a, all have all... animal noises either. By the way, <laughs> that's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> in Massachusetts, I don't think there's <laughs> baboons. Yeah. Screeching in the treetops. It's around the mortuary scene where that's the the funky music started for me. Like they show the mortuary and it's like empty, and I'm like, is this supposed to signify like were these empty caskets? Are these four models, or did zombies come out of them? Because if they did, (laughs) how come only the upper torso area is open and the casket's still upright? Like it would have been so much sloppier. A zombie would have tilted it over, (laughs) not just opened the top half and then opened like walked out of it and left it all nice, you know. I think yeah, there's no majority, way to get out of that thing. No. Yeah, the majority like of the score was fantastic, but there, yeah, you're right, Heisberg. I mean, there, there were some like scenes where like the music just didn't fit. You're like, okay, that's the quirkiness that you guys were talking about. So we're supposed uh, to no. get that was something weird. quirky out of them. Yeah, that was just weird because it didn't fit. The, the next scene is the scene we just talked about with Sandra going up the stairs, and during that scene, you hear like, <laughs> then there's a I scene wouldn't later. call that the score, y'all. That's like that's totally different. Sound design. Sound design. Part of the Whatever. Score, Sound design. Sound design. Yeah. It is cool. It's just like the music. The music. Well, it is, know. but it's sort of well, tied so, into yeah, the music. Yeah, some of the music is actually very silly, but I would it's say it's layered over the music. It's not like a sound effect of what's going. I don't know. Maybe it is. It's supposed to set it's, some sort it's of separate. atmosphere. It's separate from that. Because there's I mean, those grumbling layered, noises but... that you get, too, from like the creatures yeah, and stuff. That's those sound design, really though. Like... That's not score. Yeah. Um, no. There is a moment where the score totally changes pace, though, like when the three remaining adults go back to the cemetery to find the priest's grave. The music suddenly changes. Like, up mm. until that point, it's mostly been like it's this campy. very heavy, like, 
very heavy drum beats with kind of a wavy synth over top of it. Mm -hmm. But here it changes to like a much more traditional kind of like 1950s horror score with like escalating strings, which Spooky. is completely different. But it sounds like a 1950s haunted house movie. Do you know what I, I mean? That. It's yeah. when they're entering the cemetery. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, what is this doing here? But I liked it. It just is I mean, like completely yeah. different from anything there were else. Two in the blue movie. lights that were distracting me during that scene. I don't know what they were. Hmm. I, I don't know why in the scene when I saw it, they were just like in in the brush or the trees. Was like it the priest's up. eyes? I have no idea. They were like blue lights to it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe they're supposed to be part of the 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 uh, park there or whatever it was, the cemetery. So. I don't know. But yeah, that, I did notice that scene too when they walked in that that bit of music was totally different. It's completely different. It's good. Yeah. I just don't know why it's... Maybe that was just supposed to be an way? homage to that sort of scene. Like that was just the vibe they were getting. They're like, yeah, we'll put mm -hmm. this music in. It's sort of spooky. I don't know. So how does the, the very ending grab you guys? They kind of stumble out understand. of the... Can you explain it to me? So they, <laughs> yeah, they, Ambiguous. they stumble... Ambiguous. Well, I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. That I don't they know. They ran this out of money been... and they ended it right there. Well... The, I the, I have I have theories and information. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so they they Jerry and Mary, right? Yeah, Jerry and Mary like stumble out of the grave. They've made it through. Everybody else is dead. And then just at that moment, John John comes like running in, and he like runs to Mary, and you know, it's kind of like a happy reunion moment. And then Mary looks up and just looks terrified and yeah. screams. No, and then it's like a freeze frame, and then there's like this cartoonish, like splintering kind Crackling of effect over, yeah, over the frame, and over, then it's just over. It's like on John, <laughs> on so, John's face, right? John, John's yeah, face. it's like so sudden, and like you have no idea why she screams no when like they have just done what they were supposed to do, like uh -huh. they just destroyed the priest. So I was waiting I, for like something to come up from behind them and grab them from yeah. the tomb. So I have a theory, and my theory is. The, um, you know, the whole kind of imperative here was that they had to make it to the priest's grave and destroy the priest by the stroke of midnight on All Hallows or All, All Saints Day, right? Um, or else if they miss that deadline, then the dead would never be able to rest in peace again. So if you back up a little bit when they are, you know, kind of prowling through the graveyard and I think it's Mary who just very casually notices like, oh, it's it's All Saints Day now. And it's mm -hmm. like, OK, so, you know, it's not played in a momentous way. It's sort of like offhand. No, it's accompanied by bamboo noises. She's like, oh, it's in All Saints. <laughs> but like my point is that like you would expect that if they, you know, th there's supposed to be like a, a time imperative here, right? Like if they don't make it, bad shit's mm -hmm. going to happen. And so you expect that at the stroke of midnight, if they haven't fulfilled their task, like something bad is going to happen right then. Right. But it's a really anticlimactic moment and like nothing happens. And so, you know, it, it kind of feels like, well, then why is why is that even in the story? Then if like there's actually no consequence to like the, where are the stakes if they miss their deadline and nothing happens? And so my theory is that nothing happens right then because it doesn't need to. And because I haven't killed the priest yet, but I think what might be happening at the end is that they've killed the priest, but because it was too late, I think the dead are still rising. But where are they? Because we don't it was see them. Well, so I, no, I don't. I know that, but I I think that might be what's going on in that last shot that no, she looks up and somebody that I think she everybody just hates John. Dead. John. 
And they were like, oh, no, this no, it's still Jaja. Run. <laughs> That little well, shit, run. <laughs> well, the information that I have is that you know, his family's you know, dead, so. people all kind of like a lot of people wonder, like, why is the ending so abrupt? And one, I don't know how reliable this information is, but one, I guess, crew member or somebody has kind of posited or has like claimed that like somebody spilled their coffee on the print. Like literally somebody like accidentally like destroyed the last, you know, few feet of film or whatever. And so they had to just kind of like improvise an ending real quick because they were out of time and money and just like, oh, we got to. But like supposedly the cut of a zombie then or something. I don't well, know. Like supposedly there was originally like a happy ending to this. And then they were like, oh, no, the ending is ruined. So now we got to film something and just like throw in a scream. And then like, just... I like the scream. I just want some context like what is she screaming i don't know so maybe they didn't have time or money right. to do that anymore yeah. they just like oh this is due by four we gotta like <laughs> you know yeah I, I i got the feeling that that john john was infected however jacqueline your explanation like is almost perfect i mean it, it, it makes a whole lot of sense of what's going on here um i just i got the fact that she's screaming because we don't get anything else you know maybe that's the point of it it's being <laughs> ambiguous so you you yeah. leave it up to your interpretation i mean mm -hmm. if fulci was still alive today would he tell you what the ending was supposed to be absolutely not so apparently people have asked him and like he's been of no help whatsoever yeah no absolutely <laughs> so, like that he offers no explanation so I, so that's what I so that's what I choose to think about that ending is they miss their deadline so the dead are still rising but maybe because of time or budget constraints they just couldn't throw that extra zombie in there I don't know right that's the best I you're asking me to explain a Fulci movie I don't know please that's the best I want you to explain Mulholland Drive by David I can Marshall. oh my god I can actually all right never mind we'll <laughs> <play. I> like, <laughs> um... or I think I can I think I can oh yeah right. you think, think you can, can. I think a little I engine I think that I could. Can. I, I, can. <laughs> I like your explanation. I'm going to go with that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it works in my brain. So yeah, it works for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, I have in my notes. This is I wrote uh, the dead rise here. Where is that priest's body? Because <laughs> they're like they keep going down. I'm like, like damn, why you got to be buried in like a Tomb Raider level? Like, what's up with this <laughs> shit? They had to go down like several levels. I'm like, is this just his family's tomb? Yeah. Or like this is all just his family down there, all these dead that come to life down there. It's or, like I mean it's supposed to be. Are his, I guess. Yeah. If they explain more like what makes his family maybe his family had ties to Salem. You know, maybe I mean? one that of made... maybe like his ancestors Him were one of the burn like ground, the witch burners, like killing the... himself, yeah, activated the gates. Like, I don't know. I, I can know. infer enough with this film. It doesn't bother me to me. Again, honest, I just like... don't like the Salem history. I don't like the witchy, yeah. you know, that it's just like I it, it's, it's not needed. Yeah. Well no, it's not lazy. I mean, in nineteen eighty it was a little bit more no. No, I just think it's not needed here. Like it's yeah. I, I don't think it carries enough like impact in the story. It's just kind of mentioned a couple times and like I feel like I feel like it was just kind of shoehorned in. So What yeah. if the end they have John John running towards the screen? Mary reels no. Screen crackles, cracks in half because it looks animated. And out comes Bugs Bunny. And he's like, well, be a be a be a that's all, folks. Or whatever. <laughs> that's or Porky, Porky Pig. Pig but yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. We did. That would be something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I The ending was definitely one moment where I was just like, what? <laughs> I was expecting not to have an ending that I loved anyway or have some weird ass ending. Well, and then when it. they got out, I was like, oh, it's all a dream or something's going to happen. Like somebody's going to come up. There's a hand about the, that purple hand's going to come up again and <laughs> grab them. 
someone's scopes, uh, scalp's gonna fly right off because everybody's hair was coming off in this movie. Nick Cave's gonna do another song called Purple Right Hand. Yeah. <laughs> My purple right hand. Bong. This uh, movie was sponsored by Head and Shoulders, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yep. Take, you got to take care of your scalp, you know? Yeah. You take care of your scalp or somebody might rip it off. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten all the way through to the end. Um. I, I didn't really have any more pressing or important notes, I think. How do you feel no. about... Yeah, not so much How do you so feel about moving into the uh, um... reviews? Or I'm, do, I'm do you have anything cool. else you want to throw in there? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. There's, you know, there's cool moments throughout the film, and you know, it's it's got its flaws. We pointed some of those things out, but overall, you know, it's a cool film. Okay. We can get into our reviews for okay. sure. All right. Shall I start? Yes, please. It's your pick, so I think okay. you should start, Jack. Okay. Well, thanks. Um. Yeah. So I, I think that just right from the very beginning of this movie. It really hits like the right tone for me. It's atmospheric as fuck. Um, I love, love, love the opening scene where you have this foggy graveyard and it's actually during the day. You know, a lot of times that, you know, films that are trying to create this gothic imagery, it's nighttime and there's the full moon and all that kind of tropey stuff, which I love Mm -hmm. that too. I truly do. But there's there's something a little different about a foggy graveyard during the day. It like, you know, the sunlight is kind of filtered in a weird way. It feels a little unreal. It feels a little dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the context of the film, it is supposed to be real. And, it's you know, it's not a dream sequence. And you have this priest like strolling through and he never says a word. He's just kind of silently strolling through. And then, you know, seemingly out of nowhere, he just hangs himself. And it's like such a shocking event. And, you know, you come to find out later that it is that is like the inciting event that kicks off all this other crazy stuff that happens and so there i don't know man there's just something so perfect about that that really sets the right tone for me and i mean i almost want to give that whole that scene like all the credit for like making me feel receptive towards all the stuff that comes after in the film like i still remember the first time i saw this movie like almost 20 years ago and like that scene always stays in my memory. It has like such a particular mood to it that I just adore. And it really, um, it's like because that's used as the explanation for like the weird occurrences around town. And there's so many of them, and they seem to not have anything to do with anything. But like that, it just it makes me feel like okay, I just accept it. You know, like I accept that the this opened up a portal. It's it's set like this. Um, it's almost like it it allows this like dark magic to infiltrate the town mm-hmm. or something, and it just allows all these supernatural, unexplainable, surreal events to happen. And so it just it kicks off this series. And you know, this this particular film I think is my favorite out of all the Fulci films that I've seen. And granted, I've not seen all of them. I've only seen I think four um but this one to me feels like you know it's it's like a treasure box of just so many dark surreal bizarre moments it's like such a collection for me that like there's so many of them and you know I, i think there are people who like i think most people like the beyond better than this um, movie i think most people like or, or like yeah. this uh i think most people like um the beyond or even zombie better than this one and i get that like i think there are some things in terms of like 
um, like narrative quality and stuff that are better in those movies. But this one, I think, just holds a particular charm for me for being that collection of weird images. Like I've said it before, you know, we've mentioned a cure for wellness a couple of times, but like mood, atmosphere, imagery, um, all those things are really important to me. And if you get those right for me, I'm willing to accept almost anything. You know what I mean? That's um, fair. That's so, totally fair. And so if a film can do that, and it's sort of this indefinable quality, right? Like, and everybody's different. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, everybody has like the different things that they like and different buttons that they like pushed. And this just really does it for me. And so it makes me very receptive to and accepting of the, um, you know, the the flawed narrative that comes after that opening scene, you know, but because it establishes that that atmosphere, because it sustains this like weird imagery all the way throughout. To me, this is like such a treasure box. Um, and it's like it, it just it, it it keeps me interested even when the story is questionable and even through that choppy editing, because I totally agree with you, John. It's extremely choppy. And especially if it's your first time, you don't know how much attention to pay to each thing. You know, because you don't know if, how important it's going to be, if at all. Right. Um, and some of it's just there for the imagery. Some of it's there for, like, story importance or character building. But some of it's just there because, you know, because mm -hmm. it looks cool, right? And yep. so it just, um, you know, I just, I, I really love it. Um, so in terms of, like, Fulci's style, I kind of have this impression, just in general, of Fulci as being, like, his films are full of, like, gorgeous women like really gorgeous women and then like gross dirty gore you know what i mean and so like by contrast i feel like a lot of argento film like people kind of put argento and fulci together in the same breath and i do it myself but like the styles are different and i think like argento by contrast his films are full of like really beautiful women and really beautiful gore mm -hmm. and so that's the difference and so like fulci like his gore and like effects they have such a like a greater element of decay to them you know and like argentos are so much more like slick looking and sort of colorful and artsy looking you know what i mean like i think like argento films i kind of think of almost as like the film version of like coffee table books like they just mm -hmm. look so pretty you know it's right, like they're right. they're so artistic to look at and Fulci, by contrast, it's like the the gore is not pretty. It's not like artsy looking, but it is artistic in its own way. Like I feel like there's a certain weird beauty to like, um, like expressing the 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 fact of like human decay. You know, like there there's something to that. And I know it sounds weird, but like there there is an artistry that goes with that. It's not the same kind of art as as Argento. It's not like something you'd want a coffee table book of. Um, but it it's valuable in its own artistic way, I think. And so, I don't know. There's just something really appealing to me about that dirtiness. Um, there's wonderful moments of suspense in this movie. Like I mentioned, the pickaxe and then the drill coming for the head. Um, and as I said, I that scene of um, Rose weeping tears of blood and then like slowly vomiting up her intestines is just like... That to me is like one of the most indelible images of any horror film ever. Um, I, I mean, it's almost enough to like alone make this movie one of my top favorites. Um, or, or my my favorite Fulci film. I mean, um, 
So I don't know. I just, I think that that deserves a lot of credit to me. That's like a gem in this movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people complain about the lack of storyline and I get it or, or like an incoherent storyline. And I truly, I, tru I truly do get that. Um, but like I said, I just kind of feel like if this is your flavor, then there's no need to really like try to make sense of it all. Like if you, as long as you get the sort of crux of that story, like, oh, these people in New York, they want to go down to Dunwich and investigate um, this death and something's been opened there. The dead are coming back to life and weird stuff is happening all over town. Like that's kind of all you really need. And everything else, like I said, is just kind of decoration. Um like the character of Bob and his history with Anne, it's so random, but who cares? There's just like so much randomness, but I don't know. I just, I think those things in their randomness still provide opportunities for like, um, for Fulci to do something visually interesting or to like make the story happen further. Um, let's see, what else did I have? Yeah, some of the some of the ideas I, I do think were like sort of clunky, like the the Salem thing. I don't think that was needed. I think it kind of added a, an element of confusion to it, like that it's already so loose. Like, let's I don't think we really needed to add that. I think it would have been just fine without that whole element. The only the only argument I could really see to that is like if you want to explain why the town is cursed to begin with, like why the portal is there, maybe it's because of this, like, you know um terrible history of like hanging witches or burning witches i mean i don't know um the score is fucking rad it just it is um even that weird moment where it gets away from the, the kind of synthy you know italian sound and moves more towards like the old-fashioned kind of haunted house strings mm -hmm. string heavy music like i don't know it sounds good it's totally incongruous with the rest of the score but like okay just okay like that's i just say that to myself so much so much during this movie just like that happened okay yeah this is happening <laughs> um yeah so the the acting the dialogue the dubbing are like objectively poor which like that sounds like a bad thing but kind of like circling back to what i said at the beginning if this style of movie this is a very particular <laughs> style like you could show me like if there were some Fulci film that I had never seen before and had no idea, which there there are several that I've never seen. But if you just like turned one on and didn't tell me what it was, I would know immediately like, oh, it's Fulci. OK. Mm. And so like if that's your flavor, which for me, it totally is. I, I completely get it if it's not somebody else's. But for me, it really is like that style is such a hallmark of Italian horror from this time period with the dialogue and the dubbing and the acting. <clears throat> it's just those shortcomings those like objective shortcomings become points of fondness for me i totally see how people who don't typically enjoy italian horror from the 70s and 80s would absolutely be like further irritated by those things but all i can say like i don't know how to defend this movie other than to say it is my personal flavor and i dig it and that's i just really enjoy this movie so um that's i feel like that's all i really want to say about it so i'm going to give uh, Fulci's City of the Living Dead from 1980. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 bloody tears. I like it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Mm. Hydraberg, would you like to go next? That's all you have to say about that? That's all I got to say about that. Uh, yes, I will go next. I also saw some breaking news just now. Uh, really? I can drop it now or uh, in a moment when we're done with our reviews. Well, you've mentioned it, so now I'm curious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just saw on the Slack that the Cohen brothers are uh, supposedly working on a horror movie together. No shit. A very bloody horror movie. 
Nice. Really? And that they haven't been working together for a while and that they're sort of getting back together for this project or something. I don't know. Oh. That sounds interesting. Just well, them I'm doing something horror related. I don't know. Kind of definitely gets me excited. So. Yeah, it perks yeah. me up. That is worth yeah, mentioning. Man. Oh, I wow. love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're definitely. There's moments to, like... of their regular films that deal in like horrific things, you know? Yeah. I Javier think Barton Bardem. Fink is like scary yeah. as fuck. Well. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Didn't they do and, Fargo like, too? Yeah. 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 Th like, there's a lot of darkness in their movies. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And dark that is That is very interesting news. I would yeah. love to see what they do. It's very oh, exciting. Oh, shit. That's yeah. great news. Thank you for interrupting the reviews to share that. Seriously. They do well, movies you're... that are like Oscar winning style films. You know what I mean? So it's like think to think that they're going to dip their toe. Well, not dip their toe, but you know what I mean? Just do a Jump in the pool. Jump in the bloody pool, yeah. man. So so after this week, Heidelberg is taking over the news. My bad. <laughs> just I just I noticed that for a second and I was just like, man, that's fucking awesome news that's exciting that's news that's i'm all amazing. about it no. all about it anyway all right. My review. all right hydroberg what's your review um yeah pros i really enjoyed the score uh the sound design got me i did really like it except for those awful animal noises the monkeys, like, what, yeah. the fuck? what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck i don't know man anyway uh the <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just, just absorb that for a minute yeah. <laughs> i don't even know what, I let it soak regroup. in yeah. anyway <laughs> The characters felt, I don't know, they felt sort of distinct for me, for the most part, for an Italian film. I mean, you had cute blonde and even cuter blonde and then beard guy and then no beard guy. Like, I pretty much got it, you know? Um, <laughs> it's not a, uh, it's got a great style to it, I thought. Um, something about the creepiness of it all, like you said, Jacqueline, mixed with the like, the soundtrack just works for me. Uh, I do like the over, like, exaggerated fog. I do like all this. I don't know. It just fits for this movie. It, that's what this movie is. Like, it's just, you know. And it's like a surreal thing. These movies are all sort of seen through a surreal lens. I feel like they're just, like, weird and off or dreamlike or, I don't know. In general, a lot of these Italian films in general sort of have that theme to them, even though their their style of directing is different. Um, I don't know. I really do like the vibe, though. For the most part, uh, it's got great atmosphere. The acting is not really bad. Um, you know, the I mean, the dialogue is not like going to win anything. I think everybody did well. You know, it's it's got that overdub sort of uh, Italian style to it. So, there's, excuse me, uh, there's not much you can do about that if that's not your thing. But I think like you can tell the actors are still putting it in. They're saying the same lines. You mm -hmm. know, they're just being overdubbed. Uh, I think it worked for the most part. I um I liked also that anybody could die like. We follow characters throughout the film and we don't really develop them too much, but there's a couple people and we get to the moment where it seems like it's just going to be this core group now. And then like some of them die and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> OK. And then I thought like at the end, like, oh, shit, did they make it? It looked like they the ending uh, looked like they sealed the deal. It's done. You know, they stabbed the priest in his balls and it's it's over. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know. Something happened. The kid ran towards him. Maybe stabbing the priest in the balls, they thought they were killing the child. And so when they came upstairs, it's a symbolism between genitals and procreation. And then when they come upstairs, John John's still there running at him. And they're like, oh, my God, fuck. I thought we were going to be able to sleep in on weekends. No. He's coming right for us. Shoot him. <laughs> He's an orphan at that point. Someone's got to take yeah. care of him, right? Yeah. Everybody else is gone. You don't want to be like the default parent. Oh, yeah, that's shit, why I gotta take this screaming. kid now. She's like, Fuck. Oh, no. no, I'm too. I don't want to. I want to have free anyway. time. 
Um, some some cons though. I like the gore, but some of it felt imbalanced. Like I think it had its moments of greatness, and then there are a lot of where it's just like worms on things with goop on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's sort of like worms yeah, on there's a moment where they're like, "What is this? This is disgusting!" And it looks like someone just took a bowel movement in this in the basement, <laughs> and they just threw worms on it or whatever. It's like an oil spill with worms. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. To me, it looked it, like putrefaction, like something decayed so heavily. Yeah, okay, I know, and it like dripped there. Um, I don't know. It was like worms. <laughs> <laughs> I also I don't know how the dead work in this. Um, they're back from the dead, but they play dead on your kitchen floor. They teleport slash materialize, dematerialize. <laughs> they have super strength. They have staring powers. They have a ghost hand that just a mage hand, if you will, from D and D that just floats around and grabs people from the back of the head. <laughs> there's a one Talk to me. moment there's moments where these things just materialize and it's kind of cool because they're sort of like they're like the undead but they're like undead in your dreams like of your nightmares so they're like yes we're we are a dead i was a dead body but now i, I can dematerialize i can surprise you from behind like and i'm sorry this it. is a con how like, i don't know this, it's sounds all, this all sounds it's, good to me because it is like a con especially as the first time you're like what the fuck's going on like explain some of it to me <laughs> The zombies are all over the place. I don't know. That's Whatever. true. Some of it's probably just to set the scene. There's that one guy who was like up on the bridge and he's down and he's like, and then he's just in your face. And then he just grabs you like a slow zombie. Like, ooh, like motherfucker, you just teleported. And now you can't just grab me really fast. You're still reaching out like real slow, like Frankenstein. I don't know. Sorry, Jacqueline. Uh, but yeah, that was one thing I had. I was like, how did the dead really work in this story? The story did drag, though, in some spots for me a little bit. It hurt the pacing, I think, um, a little bit is what I'm getting at. It takes a while to get going. Uh, that seems to be the theme with some of these Fulci films I've noticed, too. You know, there are a lot of slow going until, like, a bigger ending happens. You know, the Beyond has that big ending. Um, this has something like that. I think the house and the cemetery has it as well. Um I don't know. I get the film's story right away. Like, I understand what's going on with the story, but I think, like, it takes a while to get there. It's, like, cool, but it takes a while to get to those moments where I felt like I already understood what was going on in the beginning. I was like, okay, cool. We need to take a road trip. We got to go see the, you know, the seance, the, the, this. Okay, cool. Like, the actual stuff going on, the beats, is actually interesting, but just the pacing of it sort of, like, I don't know, makes it for a little bit of a, I don't want to say boring, but it, I don't know, like, just off pacing. Uh, but the moments between each each bit of slowness is is cool. There's some cool, like you said, just unexplained like Italian horror type stuff going on. And I dig that. Uh, I'm here for that. I don't have to love everything else, I think, as well as if they nail that stuff. I kind of forgive the rest. I put it in as a con, though, obviously. Um, I don't know. Um, the story is just sort of all over the place, too. We touched on that. I mean, you know. It's just not the best storytelling, but I think mostly I get it. Like there's the gate to hell. The dead priest caused it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then there's some red herrings. There's some other things going on. Uh, Some cool deaths. Um, And uh, to me, we have some unneeded cast here. Uh, Just like just some of the characters are either like just going to die or you know that. So that's okay. But then there's ones that feel like filler, like the beard guy, Jerry. Like, I don't know. I I just call him beard guy the whole time because he was a doctor, but. He didn't really serve a purpose. Um, I don't know. He was like a connecting tissue between the, the ladies. You know what I mean? They all knew him. But I don't know. He never really served a major purpose for me. And for him to live all the time to the end, I was like, put Peter in that role. Peter came here with Mary. He brought her because he believed in her like vision. 
So let him live. I don't know. And let fucking Jerry's brains be eaten by rats. Anyway, with that said, uh, yeah, I'll give, um, I'm going to give Lucio, uh, Lucio, Lu Lucio, Lucio, Lucio. You're uh, Italian. How do you say it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you tell us. Italian. I don't even like olives. Um, I like what? olive oil, though. No, that's uh, horrifying. Yeah, Lucio Fulci. Uh, I'm going to give City of the Dead. I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Um, what am oh, I giving this thing? It's pretty good. Bloody Tears. Bloody Tears. I like that. Right. It's because it's like my favorite thing. The Bloody Tears effect was cool, too. I forgot to touch on the end when it's almost done on Mary and they they battle it back. And like he interrupts it twice. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Just when she's just got some of the dried tears still on her face. Bloody tears. Nice. All right. Cool. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised you went so high. I don't know. I had it did at you feel, a 6.5. Did you feel 5. pressured by me? <laughs> no, I had it at a 6.5, but I was like, I'm flexible. I'm not going to go lower. Okay. That's why I, I guess I could have given it a flaccid fuck, but it didn't feel like flaccid. <laughs> like, I enjoyed the... It's Italian horror. I don't know. I'm just kind of... For me, I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm glad I got to experience it. And now mm. I've seen all three of them, and I've seen another Fulci film, so I've gotten that. And you know what I mean? To me, it's sort of like enjoyable to have seen. Yeah. So I think makes, you and I have seen the exact same four films. Yeah. So it makes, you know, it, yeah, there's flaws to it, but I'm glad I saw it. Okay, cool. Yeah. John, I'm ready yes. to hear your review. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I do feel your pressure, Jacqueline, because I've moved my score up quite a bit. Uh, well, don't let me influence. I want you to be true no, to no, your no, no, opinion. You, I don't want to be. No, it's my opinion because you've <laughs> brought some things to light with me that I brought this up. So. I'm going to say that this movie was, it had zero continuity to me. Um, like you guys said, I mean, the acting's meh. You know, the dialogue was bullshit. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it was lost in translation or something like that. But everything that was all over the place. I did really love the gore. I mean, the gore to me was fantastic. You know, even though they kept repeating that same scene of somebody getting their yeah. head squeezed out. You know, and it was that was silly to me, but there was like so many more innovative type kills, you know, the the entrails through the mouth, the drill killing, you know, um even the crucifix to the dick, you know, that was very creative. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't give it crucifix to the dick. Oh, oh never mind. Perhaps. Um I don't know. I, I agree with you, Jack, and I probably need to watch this again. You know, just to kind of to pick out the uh, pick out a little bit of of maybe the things I can just flush away because I was trying to follow along the entire movie. But like I said before, you know, there were there, like almost every shot had something beautiful to it. You know, just the, like the way it was shot, it was filmed. You know, I do have some other problems, which is going to reflect in my my uh, score slash how i'm gonna rate this thing so uh i know we got to get out of here i know we got trivia so i'm gonna give this a six out of ten this is gonna be a long one you ready breaking news everybody here comes the radio personality breaking news everybody we've got some uh severe weather rolling in some heavy fog baboon screams and a chance of flying maggots back to you jacqueline Hold on. Come I'm on, typing. that was funny. I'm typing. That is funny, but I'm typing it so I don't forget it. I'm trying to type it really fast so I don't forget I it. I type all that. Come on. Bog, baboons, flying maggots. I don't think I got it word for word, but here's what right, I got. So you got uh, here's FB, what I got. Yeah. John gave it six out of ten. Breaking news, everybody. We've got some heavy weather rolling in with a chance of flying maggots. Back to you, Jacqueline. Is that more or less? No, I said heavy fog, baboon oh. screams, and 
Oh, flying maggots. And a chance of flying maggots. Fog. John, Baboon screams. And a chance of flying maggots. Back to you, Jacqueline. Is that your whole unit? That's that it. was that <laughs> came out wrong. That's a heavy unit. It's a big <laughs> one, John. That's not what she said. <laughs> is that your is that the, is that your whole unit? I yeah yeah. It's like a cheese wheel. <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean. Right? So bloody tears. Okay. Right? So what are we gonna put in this spreadsheet for John's unit? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Spectacular. You broke the algorithm. Yeah, just do uh bloody bloody tears. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. Oh my God, after all of tears, that, just yeah. put it I know, out. man. It's, it's like I, I was thinking about it all day today. Just abbreviate it. Like, it. Just put an so abbreviation cool. of it of what he said in there so we could just you mean like give me back my action and horror movies? yeah exactly just like that yeah just like those that's dudes. even that's gonna be a long acronym yeah. i'll figure it out i'll figure it out okay all right. all right but that was funny john i was i didn't know what you were gonna do i was like i never laughed yeah <laughs> I, well, I was funny. i was busy trying to capture it all as quickly <laughs> as possible yeah and all you right. did pull in that radio voice too that was pretty funny. yeah i, I, I like i did i had to breaking I, news everybody can i start calling you john john sure Breaking news, everybody. I just Jacqueline's it. calling John 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 from here on out on the John, podcast. John. Now back to you, Jacqueline. You're so money, John. Ah, yeah, baby. All right. So that actually, interestingly, that a six, seven, and eight. So it averages out to a seven out of 10 collectively from us. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. I, I got to be honest. I was sitting at a five, but the more we talked about it, it's kind of it went up a whole point. I mean, I was wow. and then I was That's like five point five because classes, it's yeah. this movie doesn't suck at all. I mean, again, we've seen worse movies, but I mean, yeah, for my Probably, enjoyment, yeah. yeah, for my enjoyment, like watching it all the way through and kind of trying to get the gist of it. It just I, I had a problem with it. That was mm-hmm. it. I get it. And there, you know, I can see that there are a lot of things that could hold this back from being like, you know, a, a great movie for some people. So that's I think it's really it can come down to a matter of taste. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't begrudge you that at all. Not at all. No, no, you don't I, like I, the juice. No, you don't <laughs> like the juice. Uh no. I don't like the juice. The you don't like the sauce. And, I can't do that, man. Is like that racist? Sauce. If I say it like that, is that racist, Jacqueline? I don't know. I can get away with it. Yes. That. No, I just okay. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what you guys are doing. It's a skit from SNL. Italian accent. That's oh, what we're yeah. doing. Hey, then I'm not the one to ask on that one. Ask Nick. <laughs> I don't mind it. That doesn't okay. bother me at all. Then you're fine, John. Anyway, lay some Italian it. trivia on me. Okay. Yeah. You ready for some trivia? Ready. <clears throat> all right. Uh, so Fulci wrote this with screenwriter Dardano Sacchetti. And Sacchetti um, noted that Fulci had just reread a bunch of Lovecraft before working on this script and he stated that he wanted to recreate a Lovecraftian atmosphere. And so in Sacchetti's original script, the story was set in Salem, but Mm. then Fulci wanted to do like Dunwich as a nod to Lovecraft. And so that's how the two kind of got like jammed together. So I don't love that. I would have rather it had just been Dunwich and like left Salem out of it, but nobody asked me. Um, How do you feel about that, Jacqueline? (laughs) Uh, It's, it's not, Nobody, nobody wanted my opinion. I did, uh, but I also wasn't born yet at the time. So, I was but, actually born in 1980. Hey, it was yeah. a good year for Italian things. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, the script also includes characters not used in the film, such as Mike, a homeless man who is devoured by cats. 
What? I want to see that. I know. And reappears later in the film as a zombie. I'm like, bring back. I'm going to start a cat zombie. Are they like still on him? I hope so. So what was that movie where the cats attack somebody? I forgot what that movie was. Zombie cats. No, the the cats like all attack like a person. Uh, I don't know. Uh, In Suspiria, the dog attacks its owner. I don't know. Cats. But anyway, so yeah, he, he appears later as a zombie. Can we start like a Twitter movement, like hashtag yeah, bring back cut. Mike? We want, we want Mike. the cat cut. Yeah, the, the cat hashtag cut. Mike, bring back Mike. <laughs> hashtag <on>. meow. <laughs> we want him right meow. Um, so the actor who played Peter, um, uh-huh. his the actor's name is Christopher George. Um, I guess he had like some history in soap operas or something. He's Greek. He's like his ancestry is Greek. Um. And so he was specifically hired to kind of increase the film's like commercial prospects. Like he was kind of a bigger name. Um, but he and Fulci did not get along well at all. They did not mm. like each other. And Fulci nicknamed Christopher George the dog with the cigar. Yikes. Wow. It's not flattering. Yeah, but he probably um, said it in Italian and it sounded beautiful. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you can say anything in Italian. It sounds beautiful. Um, Catriona McCall, who plays uh, Mary, she appeared in all three of the, you mm-hmm. know, so-called Gates of Hell trilogy. So this movie, uh, The Beyond and House by the Cemetery. She was a seer in The Beyond also, wasn't she? Or is she like a seer in all of them? I don't, I don't, I don't I remember. I think she's, yeah. I don't remember. Um, I've seen this film way more times than I've seen the others. Mm. But uh, so when she was approached for this film, she actually she thought it was terribly written and didn't want to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> But her agent talked her into it, <clears throat> and uh, she se- she said, it seemed to me like a series of special effects without a story. Mm. But her agent talked... not wrong, talk- necessarily. What? <laughs> nah, I mean, not wrong, necessarily. But, I mean, the irony is that after she did these three films, she kind of has, like, a cult following because of that. It's, like, what she's best known for. I mean, so. There's a story here. There's something here. Is yeah. she an American actress? Uh, English. Oh, British, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But her her agent talked to her into it, and he was like, "Ah, oh, nobody's gonna see it anyway." Well, here we are. Wow. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I already talked about partly filmed in Savannah, Georgia. So partly filmed on location in New York, partly filmed in Savannah, Georgia, and then a lot of the interiors, like the seance and stuff like that, were filmed in Rome. I have to say, I love those interiors. They definitely Damn. look distinctly not American, um, but. Th- I don't I don't know why like I can't really put my finger on it but like um some of those interiors are just gorgeous like I love the room where they're doing the séance it's like uh, it's mm. like how I wish my house looked <laughs> you know like dim lighting well, and red walls and black gauzy curtains yeah, it's like so yeah, gothic it, I love it I agree I yeah I think those internal shots are I I love the entire aesthetic of the movie I mean it's like they got the indoor shots the outdoor shots wherever they filmed it you know was fantastic like whatever the location manager was you know hey let's film here let's film here let's go let's do this fantastic i enjoyed that mm-hmm. i had no problems with those mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> so some member of the crew one member of the crew <clears throat> played a prank on fulci during filming i heard about this go ahead after they did the maggot scene one of the somebody on set took some of the mat the maggots i almost said magnets <laughs> Took mm-hmm. some magnets. No, took some of the maggots and stuffed them in Fulci's pipe, which he did not notice until after he had started smoking it. And he got pissed 
And some speculate that it was Christopher George since the two of them had that yeah. contentious relationship. Probably. So probably, but he was like enraged. He did not find it funny Apparently at you all. You can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually, I'm sorry, but I find this piece of trivia humorous. Fulci later claimed that this incident where he like accidentally smoked the maggots led to like all of his future health problems, including, oh including he had heart surgery in 1985. He suffered a ventricular aneurysm, contracted viral hepatitis and developed cirrhosis of the liver. Oh, that wasn't like, that was not from drinking or smoking or nah, fucking around. I mean, okay. nah, that fucking none maggot. of that. It, it was the maggots. It's the maggots. So yeah, I just yeah. think it's so funny that he like. Bl- I don't know. Rob Zombie like, smokes honestly, maggots every day, and he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Maggots, Fulci kind of sounds like a little bit of an asshole, but um, yeah. yeah, you know. But I just I found that like humorous that he was like, oh, it was the maggots. Hmm. That's what um, caused my cirrhosis of the liver. What the fuck? The maggots. Okay, sure. okay Lucio. All right, sure it did. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you lie down? Um, yeah, when, uh, when, Rose Jack is, Daniels. when Rose is barfing up her intestines, it's actually baby, um, like baby calf intestines. Really? Um, yeah, it's gross. The actual stuff coming out of the actress's mouth is, is intestines too, like real mm-hmm. animal yep. stuff. Uh. Yep. Yep, and she then like stuff it in bigger... her mouth and then act, hold it, scene, bleh, push it out, like... maybe redo the scene. Ugh. I'm sure oh, there they were didn't... many takes, but yeah, they didn't good. fuck yeah. around back then. They they were like, no, put that shit in your mouth. Let's make it look real. Yeah, nah. fuck that. Well, wait till I get to this next piece of trivia. Oh, so the pickaxe scene in the coffin. Oh my god! So Catriona McCall, who played Mary. She recalled that she would blink every time the pickaxe hit the coffin, which I think is understandable. <laughs> mm. Of course you would. Um, but Fulci kept getting like really pissed, I guess. And like, like he wanted her to not, he wanted her to like stay in there without blinking. And so he kept getting more and more upset. And finally he like pulled her out of the coffin and shouted, I'll show you how easy it is. So he climbed in the coffin and did the same shot without blinking. And then he got out and he was like, if I can do it, you can do it. So <laughs> I guess I he did know. it. I mean, at least he but showed. It sounds... I... sounds horrible. but I mean, it sounds a little dickish. Yeah, but... it does. Sounds like what Kubrick put uh, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, a little, a was, little bit yeah, Kubricky. Yeah, yeah. I was Kubrick-y. waiting for them to say like, oh, but he didn't do it properly. You know what I mean? I was like, oh. I know. And then you could be like, hey. But no, Just he kidding. Did it. He did it. JK. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so here's another one that I found kind of funny. So when this film was released in Germany, it was banned repeatedly over the course of like 20 plus years. So first it was released on video with, I'm not going to pronounce the German. I'm just going to tell you what it translates to. But so it was first released on video with the title, A Zombie Hung on on the Bell Rope in 1982. Whoa. That got banned in 1986. So then they made some cuts to it. And released a second version called A Dead Body Hung on the Bell Rope. And then that was banned in 1988. Um, And so then they released another version with more cuts with hardly any gory, without any gory scenes left. And that was called A Corpse Hung on the Bell Rope. 
So like it keeps getting like progressively like less descriptive in the title and like more and more cuts to the film. And then rumors say that the f the video distributors even preemptively designed a fourth video release called A Cadaver Hung on the Bell Rope in case the third version was also banned. It I finally was in 2001, name. but the fourth version was never released. I'm like, what what's going to happen if you keep going with this? Like a carbon-based life form hung on a rope? Like Why not just City of the Living Dead? Why do you know. need to rename it? Just for I don't know. Well, like every country names audience. it different stuff. I don't okay, know. Okay, so that so it just does. Kind of from my understanding about European countries, is they have no problem with nudity, but they have problems with like gore and violence. Some do. I mean, it, again, we watched the movie Censor, and it was the British video nasty era, you know, mm -hmm. in the eighties. So it's just yeah. like we can't show this, but you know, you can show up. You uh, show it's so Wiener, like arbitrary. Or you can show. Australia's been big on censorship as far as like video games go and shit like that for a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of shit is outlawed there. Mm -hmm. A lot of mature games weren't allowed in Australia. I remember when I used to really be into gaming. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I don't that. know. Anyway. All right. Sorry, Jacqueline. That's all right. Um, this movie is a sneaky Halloween movie, actually. Oh, yeah. Because All Saints Day is November 1st. So if they're like uh, rushing to, to get oh, this, wow. you know, task achieved by midnight on all saints day then they're actually really doing all this on there's halloween no at least that final day yeah there's like no imagery of it like yeah, they that's don't weird. play so well i imagine you know if it's italian like i don't think really any other countries really celebrate yeah, but this halloween is supposed the way to be massachusetts do. i know but like if you're you know from another country and you're trying to make it american like i'm sure there are certain cultural things that maybe you like forget about or aren't aware of like yeah. if i tried to make a movie set in italy i would definitely get all the cultural <laughs> stuff wrong i would get some pasta in there for sure that would do it yeah. Done. And some vino. Authentic. Do, really yeah yep and to have a guy who talks with his hands <laughs> uh so apparently it's like really hot and muggy and like 108 degrees when they were filming that's bullshit i'm I guessing in, i'm that. guessing in georgia when yeah. john john's running for his life he's sweating pretty pretty hard yeah yeah uh, I think that's about all I've got, you guys. I thought there was well, some good stuff in there. Yep. So Jacqueline, <clears throat> would you yes. like? I, I know it's I know it's Heidelberg's pick next week. Um, is it Heidelberg? It is my. Pick. It is yeah. okay. But would you like to announce what we're doing for the third year in a row? Sure. February. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so next month, I'm very proud to say um, we will be for the third time honoring Women in Horror Month. So all month Yay. long, we're going to be uh, covering films that are either you know, made by women or touch on, um, you know, female oriented themes mm -hmm. just in some way. These are these are films that are meant led, to honor led women by females or directed. Yeah. Led by females, directed or written by women um, or even if they're not, then, you know, they're they're kind of female oriented in nature. So um, Hydraberg, you get the first pick in Women in Horror Month. You want to share? Oddly enough, I get two picks in Women in Horror Month. I almost feel it's like ironic. it's ironic. Yeah. No, it's OK. It just speaks to patriarchy, you know how it runs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hydraberg, you're such an agent of the patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, next week's my pick and in honor of uh women in horror month. To kick it off, we're gonna be covering 1976's Carrie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I could Dude. not be happier. I think we've been uh, out long enough as a podcast to tackle this one. Yeah, it's it not something like I would have wanted to cover yeah. like in our first year, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's okay to do it now. Yeah, and I think cool. this is the perfect time to do it. We're also going to have a really good guest. We have Caitlin from the Plug yes. It Up podcast. This yeah. Is, I mean, if there was sorry. ever a Caitlin movie, this is it. Yeah, this is it. She could probably talk about this thing with her eyes closed. So, See, the problem I'm having with it is that this movie is such a classic that what 
the fuck are we going to add to this movie to make it entertaining? God, I mean, all we can do is back, like, bro. no, yeah, no, no, like, no, no, no. I don't want that either. Like, gonna, like, all Caitlin we can do and is... Jacqueline run this one. No, no, no. Like, I mean, we're like, we're going to cover it like we cover any other movie. Yeah, like, we're going to have thoughts and interpretations of it. I'm and, excited. Like, and I have I'm a special excited. edition I that I I get to watch now. Sweet. Oh, nice. I think you have it Sweet. too. I don't. Oh no! I, was, no. I have the screen fact. I have admi- I have admired yours, but oh, I don't have. I don't have it. Man. So um yeah, I mean y'all, this is gonna be such a great month. I'm not gonna reveal any of the subsequent movies for the rest of the month, but damn, that's a good. We have way some to good start. movies, and we have some. That's cool a good guests. way to start Hyderberg. Yeah, we, and we have amazing guests every single week next next month. So yeah. it's it's gonna be great, y'all, for sure. Yeah. So that's it. All right. So that's we did it. We're done with City of the Living Dead. I'm very pleased that now, just in this month, we've covered a Korean horror film and an Italian horror film. So I'm knocking <laughs> out these. I'm knocking out the to do list. You know what I mean? This was there this is go. my to do list for the upcoming year was to get some of these things done that we had not covered, and I feel much better now. Like we've you know diversified a little bit. Like a uh, movie from the UK, from Australia. We're covering the globe, people. Yeah, we got an Aust- Austrian film with funny games. Yep. Yeah, that's right. But just like, you know, Asian horror and Italian horror, it's too important not yeah, to cover. Like they are is. their own they are their own subgenres and mm, um sure. it's ridiculous that we haven't covered it till now. So I'm glad that we have covered some of these important We have things. some more films coming up soon. We have a yeah. couple Korean films coming. Yeah. Um, it's going to be sure. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, true, you know, yeah. there's a lot to cover and you know, you can't do everything all at once. So it's, you know, but I'm I'm I feel like we got some good things under our belt now. I'm excited for February. For sure. Me too. It's going to be good. So if you feel like emailing us about anything and everything, asking us a question, whatever, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X at cut above horror. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at a cut above dot horror underscore review. Become our friend on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. Also want to give a big shout out to our buddy Hydraberg. Cinemigos podcast, man. Uh, this most okay. recent episode, The Ip Man. Um, yeah, I, I was not cool familiar movie. with it. Yeah, so the thing is with with his other show is like the the tagline is broadening the cinematic horizons of our host. It's broadened my cinema. Hopefully, it's listeners. Yeah, absolutely, it's done for it for sure. me. So make sure you give them some love. Also, give us those five star ratings. Uh, you know, on iTunes and on uh, Spotify, give Cinemigos those five star ratings. Quick shout out to give me back my action and horror movies. That'd be Charlie, Nate, and Pete. Three year anniversary, man. which is uh, coming out very, very soon. Which you know, as we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think it's releasing this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So happy congratulations anniversary. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so next week, fellas, we'll be back here joined by Caitlin from Plug It Up to cover 1976, Brian De Palma's Carrie. Um, Super excited. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's streaming in many places. I didn't look it up, but I'm sure it's everywhere. So um, go watch Carrie, and I will see you guys back here uh, next week. And keep it priesty. (laughs) 